What are we talking about again? <laughs> challenges. Challenges. Facing challenges. Facing challenges. Yeah. Taking on challenges. Taking on challenges. I had a little caveat. What is it? Um, high. Taking on challenges. High. While stoned. <laughs> While stoned. <laughs> While stoned. Huh. I don't know. Something that I've done with most of the challenges. We could incorporate you take them on that stone. Yeah. in the concept of taking, the concept on challenges. Of taking on challenges. I guess it depends Better how yet, deep we when go high. on taking on challenges. Right. So. There's, there's, a, it's a, there's, you know, pluses and minuses to taking on challenges stoned. Yeah. Some things it's helpful with, other things not. <laughs> For me, I've done every difficult thing in my life high, I think. Is that right? Except for face a federal judge. I was not high high for that. I find like yesterday I was making food in the kitchen and I like left something in the oven. (laughs) I'll do things like that. You know, or I'll, I'm not efficient. For me, I think smoking weed makes me, I can like connect to the creative zone. Yeah. Right. Um, But uh, I can't organize things well. If I have like something that takes steps, yeah. I have to do this step, then this step, and I have to think of all those steps as I'm going, right. we can get in the way of that. Yeah, you get uh-huh. a little sidetracked. But if it's like something that I don't really have to think about and I just work, right, yeah. then weed's like amazing. Right. Yeah, so. But wouldn't, wouldn't you say it helps you kind of focus in the now of that one particular step of the many steps that you have to do? It can, and it can also But then you forget that. about the last yeah, step. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. That's funny. Right. Yeah, it's hard to, like, think of all the... It's hard to, to collect all those ideas at once and maintain them at the same time. That's where it gets me off. Mm-hmm. I've actually been thinking of that maybe I'm smoking like too much weed. That's yeah. what I thought yesterday when I left that shit in the oven. I was like, oh man, maybe you're smoking too much weed in the podcast. And it's <laughs> carrying over. Right. Speaking of smoking weed, little Durban poison and super lemon haze, kind of mixing poison. it up a little bit. Little different uppity blend. Okay. We'll see how it goes. We'll see if it'll help me. See today. if it'll keep you awake. <laughs> I think Anna was out drinking a little too late last no, night. No, no, no. <laughs> I was visiting a friend. No, I don't. I don't ever get hungover anymore. That's a lie. I've gotten hungover before, uh, recently. Sounds like a alcoholic. I never get. That's because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's because I only like now. If I all I have to do is drink two cups of wine, and I'll feel it the next day. And I'll, do you? Okay. Yeah. yeah I remember I don't when drink that as much anymore. I used to drink a beer a day. Uh-huh. Five years ago. Right. That's that's me now, too. I gotta watch that shit. Yeah, well I think once you hit your like thirties Yeah. Oh, things actually that must affect be why you. I'm getting serious, close. Man. I would drink every day. I would drink one day, drink the next day. Yeah. All I had was Totino's pizzas. <laughs> right? And that was just cool. Dude in the army, man, we would drink like literally we'd drink a fifth of Jim Beam, a twelve pack of fucking Coors Light and be just Drunk as fuck, hungover, getting up early the next morning, running three to five miles, pulling off to the side, puking, sometimes shitting, <laughs> and then running again, and just yeah, well, not just worth it. Keep yeah. running, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there was you would see sometimes people with their shirts coming out torn, right, because they're peeling off a piece of their shirt to wipe their ass. Oh my god, <laughs> I wish I didn't know that. Well, that's. The way it is in the military when you're out drinking, huh. getting hammered. And, you know, you'd go out 
your sole purpose is to go pick up girls and try to fight. Either or. So we would always be fighting. With torn t-shirts, that's going to work great. <laughs> not running, not hungover. <laughs> when you're drunk. Sounds like fun. It was, but mm. I couldn't imagine doing that now. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been hungover in years. Hmm. It's been at least at least 10 years. And I would say that hangover was like a four or five beer hangover. It wasn't even like a heavy drinking night. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I found that if I do get drunk and before I go to bed, I'll eat a carrot and a bunch of arugula. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I, I, in my head, I think it's like micronutrients or yeah. something. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Just the idea. <laughs> and I just like eat a bunch of veggies. Uh-huh. And I, I feel like it works. Yeah. Yeah. Might be the water too with huh. them. Yeah, and I, I make sure to, to keep stay hydrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's one of the big things, right? Is the dehydration and then all right. the mm-hmm. sugar, like yeah, yeah, I think it is that the sugar and the dehydration. Yeah, for sure. So smoking weed and doing difficult tasks, taking on difficult okay. challenges. Uh-huh. What do you think? <laughs> so when I talk about challenges, what kind of challenges well, are I you guess, talking about? I guess that could be you know a couple Any? things, right? It, could it be like physical challenges or we could look at like life's you know big mental you know challenges on a superficial level i guess that's where most of my challenges have come into play um yeah i've done most of those high okay i could see the day saying two categories one Uh is like a i'm gonna do this thing today that's as a challenge or as like a longer term one they might say yeah yeah well like you know dealing with depression right like we that's talked about last yeah. couple you right. know, things ago that's a challenge yeah. but you know um i don't know fucking skiing up at silverton where mm. there's just these huge cliff drop-offs and shit like that that's mm. a challenge mm. <clears throat> one is i think i mean one certainly has a little bit more imminent threat of personal injury than the other Mm-hmm. But I think the other, you know, being like depression, for instance, has more of a significant um, meaning, mm-hmm. you know, being able to life, take yeah. on that challenge. But would you be smoking weed when you're the depressed? Whole <laughs> <laughs> the whole time, basically. <laughs> oh, if only I had discovered it sooner. Yeah. I, I never smoked weed when I, I didn't. Is that right? Yeah, I, I okay. only smoked weed like a few years ago. So I've, I had times when I would like stop smoking weed mm-hmm. when I was depressed. And then I had other times where I remember this specifically, like I like well, I, I was going through a time where I wouldn't, I've had problems like how do I use, you know, herbs? I've had my whole life. I had one point of time when I would put my, my stuff in a little nice case and I only put it like by my computer, like where I was like making music. Uh-huh. And I told myself only while I'm making music will yeah. I use it. You know what I mean? I've tried that, but this just made me think when I was depressed, I tr- once woke up in the morning, smoked some weed and like read a book. Mm-hmm. And I was like so inspired. I was like, oh my God, I can use weed to like help with depression, mm-hmm. but, it, it, but it doesn't always work. Yeah. That's the thing about, I think all drugs is there's like, maybe it's that. it's a matter of perspective too mm-hmm. towards it. Yeah, like for why, sure. Like how you're using it. Uh, I I, know. You know, like Timothy Leary said, there's set and setting. Right, uh, and those are set, setting, and dosage. She says are the three variables of like using a drug. Mm-hmm. 
and set is your mindset, so where you're at. Yeah. And then setting is your environment, environment. Yeah, okay. which could include your friends and maybe your life and stuff if mm -hmm. there's like a bigger picture or something. And then dosage we included like what kind, mm -hmm. how much, and all that Shit, kind of stuff. Shit, that could be a metaphor for everything that you do in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your mindset, your... Because I always think your mindset and your environment are two of the biggest factors in, you know, when we were talking about depression or any real challenges. Right. Is your, mindset. Yeah. yeah. That. And if you're taking on, like, big personal challenges, well, I think a lot of times the success lies in people changing their environment, right? Yeah. I mean, if Friends. you're couch potato... Mm -hmm. You got to get out, you know, you got to start mm. walking or doing something. Oh, if you got man. friends that yeah. are, you know, fucking mm. always drinking and yep. they're always going to the bars, man, you got to change yeah. Yeah. your environment. You got to yeah. change your people. You got to change yeah. those surroundings. Yeah. Because dosage is the only other. Dosage. <laughs> I mean, but people eat, overeat. People overconsume coffee. They overconsume sugar. You know, so I think all okay. of those. What about news could media? So that news media. Yeah, so it's dosage, like I think, everything. applies what to you're everything. consuming. Mm -hmm. hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Because we are consumers. I mean, that's yeah. uh -huh. what we do. Have you ever stood in, like, Costco and just looked? Yeah. And just, uh -huh. it's just this mask right. consumer thing. Sometimes I, was, I feel that way about my house. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have so much. Like, I, the other day, I was uh, some of my, my students' parents, kind of in a rich neighborhood, mm -hmm. and it was that freeze was happening, and I noticed they all had, like, matching cloth covers on all their bushes, uh -huh. right? So they don't freeze, right. so they can keep them for another couple months. Or, yeah. And that's crazy that we have so much stuff, that was what I thought, that they have matching bush covers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as far as, like, consumer yeah. culture, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you got fucking something for everything. Right, yeah. And then you always need the something newest. Something else, yeah. You know? uh, and then we just throw shit away. Right, it doesn't work. Uh, you know, just throw in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> throw it in the trash. Get a new one. Yeah. Disposable. It's funny. All right, so. What challenges have you done, Hi. <laughs> Consciously? <laughs> I don't know. I can't. Let's see. I'm too, I don't know if I'm too high to remember. Um, challenges high. Well, okay. So for the longest time, I did not want to smoke weed and train because I was afraid of not being able to do it. Right. <laughs> Simply just getting too high and not knowing or just feeling... Um, exposed in some way mm -hmm. I don't know did you ever feel like it was like um, disrespectful did you ever have that impression not here because <laughs> a lot of people you know have had that like that have smoked weed but um, like didn't smoke weed never trained because they almost felt like it was, was like going to church high to or something yeah yeah you know? I see no I don't huh. think well maybe I don't know I don't think it was a full on feeling that but it was like because I've been high pretty much every day in class for the past at least 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. So that never gets, so like I have that problem. Like sometimes I, I, I it depends where I'm at with, with smoke and I'm good too. Thank you. Um, as far as teaching and like, because the thing is, is what I noticed back in the day was that you supply like some kind of environment. You give the environment. Mm -hmm. So your mood, the way you have everything set up, right? The setting, is what puts, the set, yeah, is what puts them in the mood. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? 
Uh, and at first I had a hard time with that being so like introverted. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I would smoke, uh, sometimes I would like lose the, the, I don't know, the environment, the, you know, the social stuff. A mm-hmm. lot of the time it's the social stuff. You seem yeah. pretty good at the social stuff. In even. my place though, uh-huh, you know, because right. I create the setting for it. Right. Uh-huh. I, I mean, how'd you go, how'd you have to go yeah, that, somewhere else? I've done it high doing right. that. But I don't like it. I mean, you like, never, I don't like going to other places and um, being, like, like I'll even show that level of respect to other places until I get to know them. But, like, when I would typically go to other places, I wouldn't go high. Mm-hmm. Um, or I wouldn't tell anybody that I was high. Or yeah. I wouldn't, you know, make it known do I you, might be do you high. Think, just, do you think there's two kinds of, of lear- like, say you're, like, just learning jujitsu? Mm-hmm. Do you think there's two different kinds that you can learn something stone that you can't learn when you're so lately I've so. been then, feeling like that. <laughs> uh, like that there's like two different kinds of things you can well, get out of it or I think one of the big things like with jujitsu is that it's sensitive based. I mean yeah. it, it's a lot of learning how to learn jujitsu, because that's a big thing, is you gotta learn how to learn it. Mm-hmm. And it's very difficult when people are analytical and they're like sight. Mm-hmm. kind of you know types uh, yeah, yeah driven yeah um types whatever mm-hmm. the the person who's more sensitive and connected i think can learn it in so different you think, ways you think that smoking weed makes <clears throat> you more sensitive and less i think it l- does less intellectual less See, like logical i think, I think like no, no, anything I else like you need I'm to practice logical. <laughs> uh, yeah i feel, I feel like that way too i could go both it's ways just enhanced by mm. the feeling Okay. I don't know. That's what I experienced. Huh. But it gets better though, right? Now. Like right now, let's oh, say where yeah. you're at rolling, but you, you got to practice it. You, you know what I'm saying? You got to, as dumb as that sounds, you got to practice being high to mm-hmm. be good at doing something, Yeah. you know, while you're high. Yeah. And right. I think that's the mindset. When you were talking about set, it's your mm-hmm. mindset. You got to yeah. go into it like, you know, mm-hmm. with a... Right. an approach that's going to lead to mm-hmm. yeah i've i've sometimes thought that like smoking weed um can like exaggerate certain things like it can make you more stressed out about I social so. stuff it can make you more worried you start thinking about some like other thing you know what i mean mm-hmm. and you get this like kind of like feeling like a you know uh existential like uh, <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah um, and so maybe I thought this, that when you smoke, you, you do have an opportunity to kind of like learn how to deal with those things. Mm-hmm. Think of how much, like how many times, oh, this is me, I guess. I don't, I don't know if this is like common, but I'll smoke weed and inside I'm freaking out. You know what I mean? But nobody could tell I'm just around hanging out, but inside I'm like, you know, and going through some freaking out, like freaking out about what? Like having some existential moment yeah. where I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, or just like, or maybe to, to, uh, too hooked in on um, the social aspects and thinking about what other people are thinking. But your body is or, calm. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. your yeah. demeanor so I, is calm. Exactly, yeah. and I can still like be in the moment with people while that's going <clears throat> So I think that's a really fun thing about like smoking and taking on challenges. So for me, like my hardest thing was water. I grew up here in Colorado, and so there wasn't a lot of water, right? Um, and so I was afraid of water to some degree swimming and, swimming uh-huh, and uh-huh. not like afraid of getting in i'm saying like ocean currents and mm-hmm. river currents and shit mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. so um 
I started kayaking, right, to learn how to deal with this and um, to kind of overcome it. You know, kayaking is difficult in the regards that um, it was hard to, at least when I had the, the time to do it, get into a community where I could, um, you know, get up regularly. So mm. I, I then steered more towards rafting and did a lot of rafting. And mm. so running Gore Canyon, we had to swim a class three rapid and then they would throw you a line and you had to pull yourself out. You know, that was yeah. one of the you know, tests that they would do before they let you go down Gore Canyon because mm. it's this badass hairball, mm. you know, um, tight river run. And so, um, you know, I mean, class three rapids are fucking mm. pretty big when mm. you're in, in the river and it's, you know, relatively cold water. It's, it's mm. fucking, yeah. you know, bitey. Yeah. And so the person I was with, you, you know, we're with this other crew, but the person who was my friend, I was asking her to just watch my expressions through this because you know in my mind i know i'm fucking just gonna be fucking spun right Mm. so i'm going through it and just getting douched in the face by you know because you got to time the the rapids right as you're swimming through them so you're not drinking water you got to make sure your feet are down and then you got to you know they're going to try to hit you with that line but you got to still recognize where that line is at and catch Mm. it and then you got to pull yourself in and so you know, after I got out, that was one of the things that I was, you know, looking to see. I was like, because um, I was spun, you know, in my mind. It's like crazy. And uh, she's like, no, you look completely right. fucking normal, calm. And mm-hmm. uh, It's all internal. Yeah, a lot yeah. of things that we did were like that, where you do these crazy things, at least crazy for whatever level you're at. Mm-hmm. And in your mind, you're just fucking yeah. like... But, it, but it's almost like, this is what I think with weed, it gives you this ability to split. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I can really control my body and make it look relaxed, but mm. be right. flipped the fuck out. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, have you ever felt that? Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that is a way maybe to prevent yourself from going into full-blown panic mode. You know, where you... Yeah, because if... That's like an anchor point, I, right? Because I feel like once your body, once your heart rate starts uh-huh. going up, once you start feeling anxious or worried about it, or like it'll just get worse. It'll escalate from that. So if you're able to split like that, remain composed, Composure. keep the muscles relaxed. That was like one of the most important lessons that I learned in martial arts was composure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you yeah. can look composed. Mm-hmm. You're halfway there, but then yeah, you got an anchor point. Mm-hmm. Pulls you back to it if you're spun. Mm-hmm. You got something like so. Anybody that you know, I would corner for what I would tell them <clears throat> is that when you get spun, this is what I'm going to try to cue you into, and that's just getting back to a good technical position, right? So, you know, even if you're spun, you're you're out there, your body gets used to getting back to that centered position and again it kind of calls you back (laughs) you know it can Mm -hmm. give you a beacon of something Mm -hmm. it's funny how we talk about all these things and remember how we were talking about the beacon the light you know Mm -hmm. um you know you always have something that that pulls you back in right or that can draw yeah, you yeah, yeah. it's That's got right. so I much now. so now. many like ways yeah. that you can uh, so yeah because i apply was, that to things yeah because i've been keeping this book of like principles and i 
you know, things like the Overton windows in there, mm-hmm. right? So, like, you just write down uh, Yeah, each principles. page, each page, or maybe there are a couple, few pages, or, like, cognitive biases, mm-hmm. things like that, and I'll put it in there. And what I was liking about it is there's some, some of those IDW guys, like mm-hmm. Eric and Brett Weinstein, they, like, think of their own. Like, Eric has, like, a the, the what does he call things? Like, he's got the disc, the, um, that's not one of his good ones. Um, ah, can't think of any, but he like has a like really good, you know, he'll have an acronym or a cool name for it. Mm-hmm. Like anti-fragility is one, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that guy, Nassim Taleb, and he has a bunch of them. He has like uh, the black swan event. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's these like cool words that like describe this really deep idea, right? Overton window. It's like mm-hmm. you, you have a nice, and some of them are like slogans, like, like Black Lives Matter, for instance, mm-hmm. has a whole thing, a small phrase, which then can contain uh, like a larger bit of information. Mm-hmm. And I liked that you made that connection. I'm remembering now what you, you were saying, because you, you were saying you go back to technique. Mm-hmm. And so some of those techniques, like frames maybe, for instance, is a small phrase and a shape that you could put your body into that then from there is connected to a whole branch of like deeper all all the things you know Mm -hmm. you can like get to from that point right Mm -hmm. like familiar ground you call it that right ground Mm -hmm. yeah so i like that um and then we were saying that was like a beacon or like um so that that idea you can use to get back I, I was imagining it as like a, like a, I was thinking of flag before too. You said beacon, which is nice because it's like a light. And I was thinking of it as like, there's like a mountain of an idea, mm-hmm. like all the things you know about Roland um, or whatever, martial arts. Uh, and then, it, but sometimes you can't like access that information in your head, like when you're stoned. <laughs> you know I mean, you yeah. may like know a lot about this one topic, but you can't like get to it. Right. You know what I mean? It's like somewhere lost in your head. But if you have some kind of a signal that can like get you back, you're like, oh, yeah. Like I, I have a good one that I learned about when I was learning Indian music. Um, they have like these really these scales, you know, like you learn a scale. Do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. You know, mm-hmm. that's major scale. In India, they have a ton of other ones. They got like 72 total and they can be like a lot of rules. So you can only hit a note going up, but on the way back down, you can't hit that note. Or one note is actually not really there. It's kind of like bent to. Da, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's not da, 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 da. It's da, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh-huh. yeah. That's the note. Mm-hmm. It's not individual. So there's a lot of rules. It's like almost a uh, transition between the notes. Yeah, yeah. And there's different kinds of ways you can do that. So when I was learning it, I was like, oh, there's too many rules. I can't, I can't understand this, you know what I mean? And then you're supposed to improvise inside of those rules. And I'm like, ah, it's too much for me to like keep track of. Like, um, but later on, I realized that it actually was easier to improvise with that many rules because mm-hmm. I didn't have like too many options. Whereas before, I was like, I, I have minor scale, and then you can also play all the notes in between. So really, I have all 12 notes yeah. if I can do it right. So then, but then I had like, uh, option paralysis, or whatever they call that, and so it was through limiting all the possibilities that I actually accessed freedom. You right, so then I was really infinitely free to improvise. So inside of those rules, you could have only four notes mm-hmm. rather than twelve, and then inside of those rules, there's infinite amount of variety and things you can do. Yep. 
So that's one of those like principles that I can go back to. It's kind of that lens uh, we were talking, right? Mm. Where you zoom out, yeah, 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 and then you zoom out again, yeah. and you can keep, right? You know, finding things within mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, within the structure to provide the freedom. Yeah. That's yeah. you know we've been talking about that in class for mm. the last you know I don't know how long, um, but we've been focusing on that for a while, and that's I call it corral somebody, corral somebody into a certain area, mm. right? And it limits the options, okay? Mm. And you can mm. start to then predict how people are going to move based on the pressures you apply once you corral them somewhere, right? So let's say that, you know, I get underneath and I, I grab that tricep, my elbows kind of pulling in. Well, I pull you on your side and I've got that kind of held. Mm. You can only yep. move so many different ways. I can only move so many different ways, but the combinations in which we can apply those become an infinite right. number of ways that we can attack. And it's something that and, you can actually like do something about. Right, and it, exactly, right. Yeah. exactly. Right. And you can get then the number of repetitions that you need, because mm-hmm. you know it, it's a repetition game, right? You gotta get mm-hmm. numbers to develop that intrinsic you know, understanding of where your body's at, you mm-hmm. know? Um, yeah. And so, you get those repetitions in keeping it into a more narrow scope, bounds, yeah. but those confines right there then mm-hmm. open up that right. yeah. that ability yeah. to expand. So I heard that one called the power limits, right? People think that limits are bad, but really that's not the case, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. All the time. Yeah. So maybe some limits are sometimes. So Jocko Willing <laughs> says discipline equals freedom. Yes, it is kind of uh-huh. like the same thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. So, weed. (laughs) (laughs) Weed and challenges. And challenges. Hopes you achieve this superpower almost. Well, I think it gives you a decisive advantage. I mean, I think um, Joe Rogan would say that, that he feels in some regards it's a performance enhancer. It can be for sure. And I think it yeah. can certainly do that. I think... Especially for, I think, sports or like you know, a fight is mm-hmm. what he was talking about. That was one thing he was I talking about. I think it's, though, going back, you know, it's not like you're just going to smoke weed and have this enhancer. I think it's mm. something that you got to practice. That you got to get mm. So that person couldn't using. just smoke it right. that night of the fight. They'd yeah. have to be smoking it while they're training. Right. Cause uh, and then it might help in your training, too, you could say. Mm-hmm. It certainly help you recover. So, yeah. and then, but for me, I do, like, have doubt about it. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes I wonder if it hurts it, too. Sure. Right? Like, uh, you know, lately I've been, like, reading in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I've been at a time in my life again where I'm smoking weed, like, every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes most of the day. Yeah. And sometimes I think maybe that's not good, you know, like I overdo it, right? And that's why before I go through periods where like, I'm like, maybe I should only do it when I'm doing such and such. Mm -hmm. And I still have those rules, you know, it's not all day long every day, but it's a lot. And when I'm reading, I'm like, maybe that's not like the time, you know, I do get into it and it's Mm -hmm. inspiring. So that makes sense. And then I get to follow some of my own thoughts that, you know, but I'm not like getting through that book. You know, or I'm not like. I don't so, know. <laughs> so what if you said um, something like this? Because this is what I was. Hmm. I, I had a similar thought. You know, just of like, how do you address that? Mm-hmm. Because I know that people would say that, right? And so, 
I think one of the things that you could do to measure that is set a high productivity plan mm, and see yeah. if you meet that plan mm. and can meet it. Because that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to say, because I get it, people are going to question, because what I'm saying, what my belief is, is that weed is good for you. I believe that. Mm. And I believe certainly that you can overdo anything. So I'm not saying that somebody can't just be a stoner and sit around all day. Yeah. But if you set something in your life that you've got, you know, a goal towards, you know, like what we talked about, having a purpose and you're productive in your way of getting there, then I think that gives you some, you know, reason to, to say that the weed is actually a benefit. And so it's interesting if you could yeah, like, uh, study it in a more, you know, you would have like something to look at mm -hmm. if this, then, yeah, you know, if I produce this much, cause a um, lot of people who say to productive. me that, that weed makes you like less productive, uh -huh. aren't very fucking productive. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm not saying that, but yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. It's like, mean. well, by what uh, do you measure? You know, that what's against? interesting. I was reading a book last night and it's all about, it's called the crisis of the modern times. Mm -hmm. And one part, one whole chapter is, ba is called action and contemplation. And the basic idea is that our culture, the modern culture, mm -hmm. is too obsessed with action and like doing things, producing mm -hmm. things. Yeah. Right. Um, and we've lost contemplation. Um, and I thought that was interesting. And that so even when you say that, it makes me think like, because we does that for sure. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, why is being productive always the most important thing? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and, and I do think you can be productive on weed because, I mean, for me, just to say it. Mm -hmm. uh, but contemplation I, is production is productive. Yes, I that's mean, true. again, because I for think, you, yes, I, for I me, agree. this yeah. comes back to the big thing. Yeah. It all comes back to perspective because daydreaming, mm -hmm. yeah. I think, is super productive. Mm -hmm. I don't nice. think playing video games for long periods of time is very productive. I have um, doubts. But I do think, <laughs> though, but, but seriously, yeah, like... Yeah. I give more value sitting I do too. to yourself for yeah. an hour yeah. than playing a video game I for do an too. hour. I'm not saying that's that my intuition. Bad. I'm and just saying. I, yeah. I've been that, going through it, not to yeah. get you off track, but I've been going through it, my kids being on video mm -hmm. games and my girl was like a gamer. Yeah. And I'm a little judgmental towards people that are, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? And so I've been trying to be, open myself up to sure. it. But go on. I don't, I don't mean well, to get you well, off track. Well, I'm just saying the, the quality time spending mm. with yourself. And right. I think weed can certainly help you do that just mm -hmm. get into your head right like, get but, can, in but can't it also around. i don't want to be like mm -hmm. like the pushing back on the idea yeah, or anything push back though but, I'm gonna, okay. we need these <laughs> okay. because my uh, objective okay, cool. is to promote weed okay cool because because you know? i'm a smoker and i've mm -hmm. been since i was 13 or 14 or so, and i do not think it's good for kids or, i don't either yeah 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 i want kids to grow up yeah you yeah, know what yeah. i'm saying yeah. i don't think it's the worst thing for kids i agree but what i'm saying is that mm. if i could give a kid any message it's like look you're gonna be an adult mm -hmm. soon enough mm -hmm. so be a kid yeah and, and, and kid sometimes things. i worry that mm -hmm. i I don't, I don't know, you know, so I, I'm mm -hmm. still open because I'm not certain about anything which we've gone mm -hmm. through. I'm still open to the idea that we can hurt your brain as a kid. Yeah, And I I'm so. a little worried that I did that to myself, mm -hmm. you know, like that. Because I was like an everyday smoker by freshman year of high school, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and I've gone through periods of stopping for years. You know, I've done the years of zero drinking, zero smoking, mm -hmm. um, just to like see what's up, you know. 
um, uh, so I have those doubts, right? Um, so yeah, um, if I could get back to what I you was were talking shit to you about that though the yeah. other day, right? Like, I I think I was saying that I'm the only person that I know who's never um, like quit weed. You know what I'm uh, saying? Who's hiatus. like ever right. tried to like right. cleanse from it? Uh-huh. I know I've had a few times when it's been forced right. upon me. Uh, but, do you um, never worry that uh, it's like a dependence? You know what I mean? Like, no, because when I've had to stop for whatever mm-hmm. reasons, right. like, you know, for 30 days or yeah. whatever. Um, so I wonder, just yeah. like in my own philosophy in my head, yeah. for me, um, if if I have to do, you know, because like you could make the argument that. But I haven't done that in years, so. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Not. That's cool. But um, just in my own head about thinking about it mm-hmm. for me, like. There are like so. Sometimes I wonder if I should be dependent on anything external, and and where's the line between, like working out and being physical? That I need that. That makes me better. But mm-hmm. it is kind of external. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I don't know where that to draw that line. What do you mean by external? Um, like I that I would need this. Good question. Yeah, because I do need other things that I like do food, every day. Food, external. doing art. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. See, right. she always sends us down these rabbit holes now. <laughs> right, right, right. And we got to say well, well then, that is. People. Yeah, yeah. Well, then that's a good hole in my yeah. idea. Um, but I worry. So maybe I have a hard time naming what I'm worrying about as far as like a, whatever a dependency means. Does that mean, does it just mean dependent on something that's negative? Because yeah. I'm dependent on, you know, things yeah. that are positive, but you don't call it that. Yep. Right. So do we sometimes feel, this is what I sometimes mm-hmm. feel with weed. And this is where I think people... Again, I get people can overdo things, but a lot of times I think it's what people feel someone's going to think about them, you know, mm-hmm. and that's a big deal. And so for me, I, I agree with that. So my goal then, what I've set is to be productive enough in my life that that just proves everybody wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because everything else just becomes then a justification. And so the -hmm. things that I want for me, then if I can accomplish those, then then, I was so for me, if I was the whole time, right? You know, I like that you have like a, a way to be like scientific about it, right? A test. Mm -hmm. If I do this, then yeah, Yeah. that's, that's good. We should do that more. That's hard for me to do in my life. But um, if I were you, if I was in that position, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like for one, I don't, I, I'm not saying it's about other people, what they think. Mm-hmm. It's not that for me. It's not that. Mm-hmm. For me, it's how would I know that I couldn't have done the things that I produced better without it? How would I know that? Sure. Right? And I think, so if I really break it down, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know if I'm like no, I inserting this in the conversation. No, like, <laughs> but uh, um, I think about states of mind, Right. And the different levels, right? Different kinds, you know, whatever, like... Oh, my, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. I never oh, have see? sound on This is what happens. happens when you go drinking the night before. <laughs> Come in yeah. all fucking no, torn up. No, no, no. <laughs> Clearly. Please I'm excuse Anna. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. Mine's probably still on, too. Um, yeah, what was I saying? So, yeah, smoking weed... Uh, so there's different like states of mind, mm-hmm. right? There's, you know, they measure those alpha, and, you know, right? If they uh, are REM, 
Uh, and then you could think meditative states, you could think in the zone, right? Mm -hmm. So there's all these different ways that the mind can be in states, sure. states of mind. And uh, weed can help with some of those. Like, I've had amazing experiences with music and weed. Mm -hmm. Like, even, so, you know, so it's interesting that this is probably why I'm, in, like, putting this in the conversation, is I've been going through it lately. I even said this morning, I think I should, like, take down my... My smoking a little bit. Knock it down yeah, a notch. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Um, but I still had the thought that uh, uh, when I smoke weed and listen to music, it's just way more powerful. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know how to get to that. I mean, sometimes you're just in a good mood and you get in the car and the right song comes on the radio <laughs> yeah. and it's like, bam, right? So are you saying you don't want to give weed the credit for being able to reach those points or those Somewhat. experiences. I mean, I do... Like, would so I, I be able to do this without the mm, weed? Well, okay, riding somewhat. a bicycle. Right. Right, you have to put training wheels on, a, on it uh, for a while. So the weed's the training wheels? Yeah. I mean, it can be. I think that's true. I think when I was younger, I may have learned about some, like, deep states of mind, also through psychedelics, because I experimented those early on. So I did, like see that early i was mm -hmm. like oh there's more to you know what's going on here and weed definitely shows me that i think like george carlin said that weed showed him it just like broke him out of like the uh normal culture he was able to like you know see what that was and that's how because when he first started he was like wearing a suit and doing like silly comedy that could go on the tonight show and then he went through like smoking weed he said did it and that shifted his mind to be more of like an edgy um you know whatever he Speak became his mind comic. yeah mm -hmm. yeah so i do think it like shows you those states uh and i think that's good i think there's a reason defiance. why uh, it is a huh, know, okay icon yeah you know kind of marker of defiance uh, at yeah. least it has been in my world my whole life it is that isn't it mm -hmm. it is a little so and i wonder about that too so like as far as um, talking about like tradition and conservatism, mm -hmm. conservatism being like they would say, I would think like let's say the conservative philosophy would be something like there are traditional ways of being that work, mm -hmm. right? Marriage, you know, church, right? They, yeah. they, they would say like those things work, even though there's all these possibilities out there. They're like, yeah, there's tons of possibilities, but these things work mm -hmm. and they'll give you a good life. And, and so... You know, in, in most, you know, like, obviously, like, there are religions that, um, you know, there's a lot of even, like, Tibetan, where, you know, there's psychedelics involved in that stuff, and, and bong in India. I mean, weed probably comes from India, at least in part, mm -hmm. and that's how they brought it to Jamaica, and they use it as a religious thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, it does, like, have that there. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, so... Uh, oh, oh, the traditional philosophy, I would say. So then, but then it's it's deviant from that. That's what it's deviant from. You know what I mean? Uh, partially, mm -hmm. it's also deviant from like modern culture and all the negative shit. You can you, you can see the water you're swimming in, the culture. I think like most drugs do that actually. Mm -hmm. That you you can all of a sudden notice. Oh yeah, I didn't even notice that I think that way or that I do this thing or everybody thinks mm -hmm. this way. I didn't even know there were other ways to think. Mm -hmm. Drugs can like show you that. And we definitely does. Uh, but sometimes I wonder, those are, these are the doubts I have. Like, sometimes I'm like, oh, so that traditional philosophy, they mostly say that you may want to avoid those things. And mm -hmm. sometimes I wonder why, you know what I mean? And if they're right, you know. 
Um, so yeah, so I don't know. I I have those doubts. I think you can mm-hmm. certainly like. Um, I, I think that's what religion does for people. Mm. Kind of things that weed does. Mm. I look at it as a buffer, mm. right? Because in society right now, we don't have, at least in our society, you know, too many stressors. I know COVID and you know, there's a lot of stress for people. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not. I'm talking about like survival. Yeah. You, you know, that's pretty easy for us. Mm-hmm. And so then what we've got is this environment where, you know, there is all this like insidious stress. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I Traffic so. and fucking just the news again. The news and, and, and yeah, you yeah, know, the angst jobs and the and, desk all day. Right. Long. All, all yeah, sorts yeah. of yeah. things that bring up fluorescent that just lights. fluorescent <laughs> lights. <laughs> so I think that people need some sort of buffer and whether it's religion or whether it's, you know, um, music or jujitsu or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And what I think about weed, though, is that weed is the one thing that can enhance all of those. Right. It, it can also destroy it. But inherently, it's not bad. You know what yeah, I'm saying? So it's it's kind of neutral. It's how you use it. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can't say that same thing with Coke or with heroin. Maybe or with like Coke leaves. Maybe. And maybe alcohol. I, I don't know. Like, Ooh. oh, man, it's so crazy. But now. it just does harm uh, to your body. And though. then there's like epidemic alcoholism and stuff. Sure. But yeah, yeah. So maybe I don't want to try to make that point. Yeah. I do have a point there, but go on. But, but <laughs> I'm saying weed is not really harmful in that regard. It's actually, right. mm-hmm. you could argue the other way. You can't, you could argue, I guess, small amounts of wine are good for your, you know, heart. Physically, and, right. You know, there's mm-hmm. a couple things that that could be argued, mm-hmm. but right. that's not like regular consumption, right? And and you still would look at weed different. You're not going to, you know, you're, you're smoking more than what you would be drinking of just one glass of wine, you know, mm-hmm. at least the effects yeah, would have yeah, right. more. Um, so yeah, it's a lot less physically yeah. damaging, I would assume. And yeah. again, arguably it's enhancing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, there's a lot of anti-inflammation effects from it. Mm-hmm. You get I, those things even from smoking? You man, think? I have not, I train, you guys know, I train every fucking day, multiple times. I've got privates all morning that I'm holding pads for. I'm, Mm-hmm. always always on the mat even when i'm injured even when i go snowboarding i come back and i'm back on the mat and so i haven't taken an ibuprofen an aspirin or anything like that i mean really ever i've mm-hmm. probably taken 10 in my entire life right but i've smoked all the time and so mm-hmm. i mean my body would have a lot of inflammation. Yeah. If, if you eat not. really well, too. I eat well, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but not excessive. You know what I'm saying? I mean, not what a lot of people would consider, you mm-hmm. know, oh, this is eating well. Like, we eat a fair amount of butter and things of that nature. Um, I love butter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... I don't even think maybe it's, I, I question even if it's bad for you. No, it, uh, it's good right? for you. It, yeah, yeah. There's a again the yeah. kind of okay. other side. Animal right. fats mm-hmm. like that were made out to be bad, but yeah, crazy. I mean, it's tough. Like, mm-hmm. I see, you know, I see like these things that people say are the norms, 
That, that's what I'm saying. Like people who say it's bad, I always wonder. It's like, okay, well, mm-hmm. yeah. look at your life. I think right? you're, maybe yeah. you're unhappy. Maybe mm-hmm. you're overweight. I mean, I literally mm-hmm. had this cop who was, he was a nice guy, man. He used to train with us way back in the day. But this guy was very overweight, like at least 100 pounds overweight. Mm-hmm. We're talking mm-hmm. obese. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he was talking about people smoking weed mm-hmm. and talking about them being Talk lazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, mm. fuck, dude. I even said something to him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how can you say that? Right. You know, yeah. let's let's be real. Mm-hmm. Where, where, did, where did this come from? <laughs> You, you know, right. well, how, uh, how much of it is just that, like the people that would talk shit, the kind of t- people that talk shit mm-hmm. do so so they don't talk shit about themselves, something like that. Maybe. Yeah, you know I mean, like they put it, they project it on other yeah, people. Projected. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so I but I again, I, I think it comes back to then how you use it. And yeah. when we talk about then mm-hmm. taking on challenges, like mm-hmm. we would literally we would go on missions that were fucking real legit mm-hmm. missions mm-hmm. you know trying to find enemy mm-hmm. and we were high so but yeah, we yeah. were fucking dialed in you know yeah. and maybe it's because it was low intensity if you know some of these guys who are uh you know i, I mean i'm sure a lot of these guys who were military would frown upon that you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying but mm-hmm. man i don't know well if you see it we were yeah. we were dialed in and it's I mean, like it might sound a little woo-woo, but I think it also helps you um, become connected with the people around you. So that's I, why I, I, I felt connected together. together. And then, like, in the moment. Yeah, yeah. you're that's in the moment. Because when I'm rolling in jiu-jitsu yeah, and I'm yeah. high, I feel more connected to that person than when I'm not. Yeah. So. Yeah. You, so it does allow you to maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know how, there's a lot of ways to describe that, right? Yeah. I wouldn't want to like limit it, but we'll, at least part of it's like kind of getting that ego out of the way Yeah. and getting lost in the moment. Yeah. Being and there. It, and, just, it, and yeah. it does help you just with that. Being there. How about this? Like, I like personally the combination of weed and coffee. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what, you know, I just like had this caffeine. thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had this thought when you were just now that that would be the combination of weed and adrenaline, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And sometimes that happens here. I come here stoned. And when I first get here, I'm a little, like, introverted and, like, feel a little <laughs> weird. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Do they know? I don't think you have to worry about that here. Yeah, yeah, it's no, like, I don't uh, think that. I think more, like, I'm being There's, like, the one sober <laughs> person who walks in who's like, shit, are people going to know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. that's what it's like. Um, but as soon as I, like, start working, I completely forget about that fact. Um, you know what I mean? And I get, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like I can get, it does help get in the moment, but when I like the combining, if that makes sense of, of some energy with the, the weed, you know, cause maybe like people think it's a lazy thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe there is like some sort of danger that does not happen to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like weed is, is a upper for me a lot of the yeah, time. It, I, it, I don't like to smoke before bed. I also yeah. feel like it fucks up my dreams and stuff. Like yeah. I like to dream, and I think uh-huh. it, it like gets in the way of that. I've heard it does. Mm-hmm. I, I have pretty good dreams. Okay. For a while, I wasn't. I mm. couldn't remember any of my dreams, mm. but recently I've started mm. remembering. I do think again. it's like yeah, it's not as simple as smoke weed, no dreams. Yeah, it's not <laughs> like that. I think like for instance, if you smoked weed for a, a long time mm-hmm. and before bed, and then you stop, mm-hmm. I think you're more likely to have deeper dreams. Yeah. Then. So I think like changes make that happen and yeah i think this is more you know varied than that but uh, but it gives it's an upper for me and then i like to combine it with an upper mm-hmm. 
Um, I like I like that state. Like, yeah, if that makes sense. Because I don't like sink into a couch and watch stuff. But I do think I like I mean, to do that too. I though. do think it is. It makes movies way better. Mm-hmm. Like it's more vicarious. You get into it. Yeah. You know what I mean. Same with well, music. It do, sounds like we just gets you in the moment. More. Well, uh-huh, right. it, yeah. it's how you use right. it. The pattern. But but yeah yeah. So but I do think there's like other states of mind too. You know, like that maybe more conscious. You yeah. know, state of mind, and it and it's not good for for heating up things in the oven sometimes (laughs) i tell you what i've i've been you know like in a cage a few times Mm. and the the times that i've been have been all last minute right Mm. so uh when strike force came in back in the day one of their fighters got hurt and they asked me if i would do a fight and it was three days out and uh i got super high right before I mean, it wasn't right before the fight because mm. you go back and you're sitting back there for fucking right. hours, right? Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. not like, oh, mm-hmm. you got high and mm-hmm. now you're walking right. into, you know. Mm-hmm. Now with all the vape technology, fuck, yeah. You know, but right. that wasn't like this back then. Um, yeah. But anyway, man, I was got all fucking high for the fight. Yeah. You know, everybody in the back is all amped up and I was just chilling relaxed calm Mm. didn't get the nerves didn't get any of that you know going Mm -hmm. and you know my opponent had been prepping for a while you know this was a big deal for him uh, because strike force was like the second largest organization at the time and i mean it just can help you in so many different ways if you know how to use it right Mm -hmm. and so for me it was just something that was calm i walked out into the fight i was real calm you know um and felt good, you know, felt good out there, felt relaxed, felt ready, though. I didn't feel like I was sleepy or didn't feel like I was, no. you know, down. That's where practicing comes into play, practicing yeah, high. Right, practicing mm-hmm. high and practicing, you know, like how to use it so yeah. you don't get too high. Mm-hmm. And and you know what you're smoking, too. Like if I would have smoked a yeah. fucking hardcore, like, indica, I might have been <laughs> okay. sleeping. Okay, right? yeah. mm-hmm. I mean. That's why dosage. I don't. Dosage, dosage, yeah. Setting dosage. <laughs> yeah. But I don't really smoke too many heavy indicas, like any of the couch mm-hmm. weed. Okay, I mean, all the like stuff it. that yeah. I smoke is okay. more sativa right. dominant, uh-huh. training weed. Um, some people don't like it because it makes them, you know, uh, anxious. Yeah, they get anxiety and anxious and off of the sativas, uh-huh. right? At least I that's think, what I hear. Right? I think that I understand that uh-huh. it does that to me, and I also like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? It can like it can make me nervous and and paranoid uh, and worrisome things yeah. like that. But it can also really help me like be inspired and like have those creative juices flowing stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Be in the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think those other experiences, though, this is what I think, right? Because being paranoid or um, what else did you say? Uh, anxious, anxious wor- worrisome. Yeah. Mm. I think those are fun to like play around with. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Because if you can, again, this is what we talk about, mm. have that beacon, right? That we can pull ourselves back away from and be like, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. great, yeah. I'm back. And then right. you can go back into it and just mm-hmm. kind of let it happen. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of fun to experience those and to mm-hmm. just know what those things are like and be able to pull yourself off and be like, oh man, I am mm-hmm. a fucking idiot. And, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. kind of, again, this is the lens theory, right? You take a step back, mm-hmm. right? You can even take a step back, you know, from there and, and further and further or just kind of play in that realm. And again, it becomes perspective because I think that my opinion is that 
too many people are out of touch with themselves, right? And so I don't know if I'm fucked up or not, but I play all these little games with myself like that. Mm-hmm. Like I'll let myself get kind of spun on something and then try to reel it back in and just, mm-hmm. you know, you get to observe, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know. Control it, your spin out. Well, yeah, and it's kind of fun though. It's kind of like yeah, you get to this? be the butt of your own joke. You know what I'm saying? And you mm-hmm. get to kind of laugh at yourself a little bit. And mm-hmm. you see, I think the absurdities that everybody else does, right, that annoy the fuck out of you, right, at least me, and I don't get annoyed, I'm just saying, you know, mentally, you're like, oh, man, but then when you can look at yourself doing that same shit, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. fuck, this is just, <laughs> you know, everybody's doing doing their thing, I'm just going to do it and enjoy it, whereas those motherfuckers are doing it and, you know, just depressed as hell over it or mm-hmm. hate their lives, mm-hmm. and so I think... In my opinion, then we go back to this big question with weed. Again, I'm not talking kids. Kids aren't even in the equation, right? Let's say, you know, I don't even know if I consider a 21-year-old an adult, right? I no. mean, how stupid are you yeah. in your 20s? Fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's cool because we, we develop a lot of cool stuff, but yeah. we I mean, make it's a dope age. It's some really, cool age, really but, yeah. like short-sighted choices right. oftentimes. And yeah, and they say the brain doesn't even stop growing until uh, 22 or 24 yeah, for okay. guys, right? I think girls that develops earlier. Right. Uh, but I think men's brains aren't done growing until like 22 or 23 or something. <laughs> <laughs> but after that, man, if you're enjoying what you're doing, I think that's an important thing, at least in our society. You know, mm. that's one of the biggest things we've talked about this with Jordan Peterson, right? That um, yeah. I think is probably the only thing that um, I disagree with him on that I've mm-hmm. found is that, you know, mm-hmm. I believe enjoyment should be in the top things that you right. seek. But I don't see, like, I want, I think you're, you, you have that, and, I, and I'm even jealous of that thing, yeah. <laughs> that you're able to, like, you're, you're so positive, you seem really, like, super optimistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that thing allows you to you know, enjoy even like tough shit, right? Well, I tell you what, the Mm -hmm. important thing is stepping back, Mm -hmm. taking a step or two back Mm -hmm. and looking at it, you know, as that person, because Mm -hmm. then it becomes fun, right? Because then it's not, Mm. it's almost not you, you know, you Mm -hmm. can, you can laugh at yourself for being like, I was really like that shit. Right, right. I see what you're saying, because you can get like, life's weird, like it can, um, uh, it is like a virtual reality thing and even like doctors like neurologists think that's how our brain actually processes the world is mm-hmm. it takes an in information and then projects like an like a virtual world that we interact with the projection mm-hmm. not the actual world and and when we're in like a situation that it like grips you like maybe like anger like mm-hmm. my, my girl said she like yelled at someone out the window on the street the other day yeah. <laughs> and she was like all like upset about it you know like afterwards her heart was you know racing yeah, yeah. and so sometimes like <laughs> life can like grip you so much that you get so involved you could say yeah so attached in something some moment that's happening um, and, and the other way, the other option is to step back and there's levels of how attached you are, right? Because mm-hmm. it's interesting because you can still be, um, if, if that's making sense to you, like attached in the moment as mm-hmm. like being like overwhelmed with the moment, mm-hmm. right? You like, it, it is a state of not thinking, but it's not the same thing as, 
as like losing the ego thought, you know, a few steps back and you can still act like you can still do things really well, even though you're like back here. Um, but yeah, so that's why that's why I think of it. Like when you're like, you can be like overly involved and attached to what's happening and you can take those steps back, but you can still be like involved in the moment in mm -hmm. those steps back. Yeah. Just not yeah. so tunneled on tunneled, you, you right? Know, because right. again, yeah, that's right. I mean, so that's what, what I visualize as that tunneling is mm -hmm. that everything's closing down around you, mm -hmm. options, opportunities, yeah, yeah, yeah. and now you've got to approach it in that. And maybe you even panic, smaller people, and smaller. Right. You know, and when people panic, it's because they're like so. Yeah. Like there's no more options, right? Right, because right. uh, they don't like step back. They can't and it's like take. closing in on them. And that's having even. that beacon, though. Uh -huh. There's there's got to be a line mm -hmm. that you have mm -hmm. that is your lifeline that's always there when you get spun out you can get mm -hmm. back to that place right again yeah. jujitsu we talk about getting back to frames mm -hmm. right if you can get back to some semblance of a frame mm -hmm. whew, you can take a little breath now you can get yourself into a little bit more yeah. you know of a secure position mm -hmm. and then you know you, you really can start to see ways out of it i think what might get in my way like i can i'll i'll take a step back from my life and I can see the stupid things I'm doing. But I think as far as like me having like that, that, that like negative like view of things, because mm -hmm. uh, I'm not as optimistic as you and I, and I am jealous of it. I mm -hmm. think if I were to choose, if you could choose optimism or pessimism, you should choose optimism. optimism. You know, you make, optimism makes things optimistic. It like makes the world that way, and mm -hmm. then you know, conversely, pessimism makes the world right. Mm -hmm. So, so I think maybe I just had this thought. I step back, and then it's also about the story you're telling yourself. So that's the other thing about reality is we interpret it as a story, mm -hmm. and because uh, story like because there's too much information, the actual world is too immense to to process. So we limit it to this thing, and we say things are this way. We attribute meaning to stuff. We say I'm good at this. I'm not good at that. Um, uh, this situation is is good for me. Is not good for me. Like we make those decisions. That's the story we tell. So, but when I step back, I think sometimes I still have that like negative story. So I'm not able to en enjoy things in that mm -hmm. way that you're talking about. You know, which makes sense to be. But maybe you need to take another step back. Yeah, right. You know, uh, I mean, I think out that of that story, I need to take a step out of that story because I get stuck then in the negative story of how I see myself in the well, world. And well, I think that there's, I think mm -hmm. there's more. That this is what sense. I tell myself. There's more than one me. Okay, so sure. if you know, I've got this problem or, or perspective, mm -hmm. right, and I take a step back from it, and it still doesn't give me an answer that. I think can fit maybe I take another step back mm -hmm. see if that right. viewer that yeah. person's perspective right. can sometimes bring something you, you get to like light. so caught in those mm -hmm. things because that story I'm telling to myself not to make it about me or anything but sure. I don't, that's all I know I guess um, is, is it's hard to get out of that one yeah right because I can take some steps back and I have some experience with that yeah you know and meditating and right. a ton of fucking self like thinking about shit overly done um, but I do get stuck in some of those stories and they're like not good stories and I have a hard time changing them. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a hard time. Um, and, and so what happens is I was thinking about this, like we were talking about confidence the other day and I told you how sometimes I think confidence is a lie. Mm -hmm. and, and I had this thought that, um, so I've been thinking a lot 
for lately about this act as if idea. And so that's one of the principles from the Weinstein guys. Brett Weinstein has this thing called a metaphorical truth. Have we talked about that at all? Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, it's a thing that's not literally true, but if you act as if it's true, you benefit. So the best one I think is like guns, is you act as if they're always loaded, even when you don't know it's loaded. Um, and if you do that, you make sure that, you know, you never hurt anybody. Um, so if you act, if it's, it's not true. You can know that that gun is not loaded. You are lying to yourself. You still, I even did this with Phoenix the other day. I gave him an airsoft gun and I'm like, we're going to practice that you never ever pointed at anybody. You know, I mean, you go down the ground, you, you mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and he thought it was ridiculous because it's a fucking stupid plastic bullet that goes, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and so I saw him resisting it because he's like, it's not true. So, he, you know what I mean? So, but to act as if you make things better. So, so the same thing I think with, with being confident is you act as if it's true, right? Um, and, and I get stuck with it's not true i get stuck in that thing oh it's not you know i'm not good at this i'm not such and such and i and i have a hard time being okay with acting like it's true and just playing that act and then because because i feel like i I play the act and then i'm not being genuine and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden now i'm like faking it yeah right you know what i mean but but you got to practice at that that's Mm. where i think everybody falls short myself included Mm. um Practice I mean, because like practice I, I being through, confident, even. Yeah, I uh, go through that. Where, mm. I mean, this is where the joke, like with uh, Conor McGregor, that I think it was, um, I don't know, Ricardo Almeida or one of those guys. Mm. You know, he dressed up in this little Irish suit and had these big glasses on and was staring at himself in the mirror, <laughs> saying, "I like you, I like you," okay, right, or whatever okay. he was uh, saying. But they were kind of <laughs> mocking him, uh, and that's probably what conor mcgregor did he probably practiced yeah, that right. over and over and yeah. over and over again I until right. i think you're right it was and it is some ingrained. act and then it becomes mm-hmm. real you know right? right and that's but the then thing. sometimes they get lost in the act so i've got right? a buddy of mine who's <laughs> getting to be really successful we talked about this i think okay. on the last one or two yeah and you know, people used to make fun of him he was like, always saying he was going to be a millionaire yeah that guy. Right. right and Okay, so he just kept telling himself that and kept telling himself that. And it's like, this is what I was telling the same person who was making kind of fun of him, right? Mm. And he wasn't like being a dick to him. He was just saying, oh, yeah, here he goes again. He's going to be a millionaire again kind of thing, right? But anyway, this is the same guy who was training with me, had a good 150 pounds to lose, right? And it's like every time he would fall off the wagon, I'm like, it's okay, dude. Just get right back on. You just practice getting back on. Mm-hmm. And you practice it enough times. It doesn't matter if it takes you 50 times, 100 times, 1,000 times. You just keep practicing. And you keep after it. And you keep after it. And you keep after it. Pretty soon, you're going to get through. Yeah. So this guy who told himself that, well, now he's on his way. He's going to be a millionaire yeah. real soon, right? He's yeah. going to cross that threshold. Um, mm-hmm. And so... You know, um, what, who, who was it? The uh, um, light bulb inventor. Now I can't Edison. think. Edison, right? Mm-hmm. Edison said, you know, or, oh, right. or he was asked, well, how did you finally get, you know, the light bulb figured out? And mm-hmm. he's like, well, I failed 
so many times. There's thousands of yeah, different. That right, yeah. There was only success. It was the mm. only other option mm. or only other solution because he's yeah. failed every other time. Yeah. You know, granted, it's metaphorically speaking, but um, mm. so when you when you say like you don't feel genuine. you don't yeah feel genuine or you can't Confident. change the narrative yeah, right yeah, because yeah. it's still that right well then you just keep coming back to it Practice, and keep coming back yeah, to it and yeah, keep coming back to right. it and eventually it's right. going to be like and then oh, and then shit. you know not to get too stuck on me or whatever, but uh so then i'm like well what story do i want to tell mm-hmm. right and you know what i mean so then i'm like well what I've told you, like, I've tried things where I, like, say this thing over and over. Like, next time, you know, instead of being like, oh, you fucking piece of shit, I'll be like, I'm get, I'm better than I was yesterday. Uh-huh. I was trying that one for a while. Yeah. Just to be like, I'm, I'm, I'm moving forward. You right. know? Shut the fuck up, negative mm-hmm. voice, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but, you know, like, I struggle with, yeah, no one, you know, like, so I want to be optimistic, right, for instance. If mm-hmm. we, like, take that one. I want to be confident. I want to act confidently, right? I feel like... You can't do anything good in the world unless you can act with confidence. Yeah. Um, so I want to learn that one. And I think it's, it's again, related to my doubting mind, mm-hmm. you know? How just like before, I'm like, oh, you know, we're talking about weed and I got to be like, well, what about... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I do, so I do this to myself. Yeah. Like, um, And so, yeah, I feel like... Uh, man, I don't know. Yeah, so I got to, like, pick a better story and and like follow it you know so again it comes to aims and purpose again it's like what am i aiming at Mm -hmm. and if i could pick that thing if i could aim at that thing clearly then then maybe i could see the steps of what i need to practice those practice those mindsets that i need to practice to get there um but I, you know, I'm like always like lost in this like doubting thing where I'm like, well, maybe it's this, you know, like right now with art, I'm I'm really thinking about like I've been doing so much dark stuff for mm-hmm. so long. I'm like, I'm like, why am I doing that? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not all dark, so it's a little bit of even a story me saying that. But I'm I'm I have some things I want to change. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like these last couple of paintings I have. I've been thinking this for the past like few months. I'm like, I gotta like make this change, and I think it's like you're saying. I keep doing another painting before that change, but I think maybe I'm like drifting over there. So the, some of the last few things I've done are kind of like going into this vague wor- area that I don't even know I want to go, but I want to make some change. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, uh, um, but yeah. So I'm having. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm going through that right now, of like trying to see clearly what I want and like yeah. what those goals are, and, and then how to get there. And I. I think yeah, that's something, uh, though, that we should be going through all the time. Right, readjusting. Just, and, yeah, mm-hmm. in little different ways. I think, again, that's... So, to me, when I hear you talking about stuff, and, and I know some things that you need to work on, right? Just like you know mm-hmm. things that I need to work on in life. We That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is a lot of the things that you say kind of make me laugh because I'm like, yeah, but you do a lot of cool shit. And mm-hmm. most people don't do cool shit in their life. That's just the facts. Mm, that might right? be true, but you know. And okay, so then it's like, okay, so you've got to get some other things either disciplined in your life or adjusted yeah. in your life. But you've got one of the, in my opinion, one of the most important things down. Mm-hmm. And that's enjoying your fucking life, mm-hmm. right? Enjoying right. the shit that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now you look at it sometimes and you look at it negatively, like mm-hmm. 
casting, I think, more judgment on the but shit that you that. enjoy doing, yeah. right? Mm. But at least you're enjoying shit. So now, it's true. It, it's kind of like, to me, it goes back to the whole, is it position before submission or can you get submission and then find position, That's right? That's interesting because I have so, the submission, but I don't right. quite have the position. Right, so <laughs> work your good. way That's into the good. position, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, right? That's pretty good. Nice analogy. I'm, I'm digging that. <laughs> That's pretty good because I am. Yeah. I am like doing art. Yeah. At least that. It might not be. I might not be making any money off of it. I might not be making the art I want to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at least I have that. Yeah. And I. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So you got that. Mm-hmm. You got that anchor point. I mean, mm-hmm. again, you got that point that you don't go below you're like okay so this mm. is my bottom mm. i mean i go think about most do people that. don't yeah. even have a bottom uh. yet they don't even know what they want to do they don't even know what they enjoy they don't even know mm. like even how to find out what they enjoy mm. i mean imagine that i know so many people like that who they yeah, have no clue that. and mm. it's like man don't you even think about it then mm. don't you like give it thought but uh-huh. we're so consumed by other, so. you know, uh, Joseph Campbell influences said and that that was distractions. Like, that was like the the call. Like, there's all these stories. These like a lot of them are like fairy tales, where like you hear like a voice like, mm-hmm. singing in the forest or whatever, mm-hmm. and you go follow that voice. And but then if you don't follow the voice, you like grow old and you like have no purpose and there's a lot of stories of people like never followed the call and then the older you get like the more you can't even hear it anymore mm-hmm. you, you can't even hear it anymore yeah yeah right uh, so man stranded yeah <laughs> for sure yeah, yeah. and then you feel but then you have people that start to realize things later in life and they don't have any tools on how to go after that and how to you mm-hmm. know yeah get what they want mm-hmm. you know so a life of regrets a life of mm-hmm. regrets then is mm-hmm. what exactly what you mm-hmm. what you I could need. I could still play that out you know <laughs> even with like at least finding that I could still be like you know yeah because but of see, the mindset I choose and the story I yeah. choose I could still end up there you know absolutely but that's yeah. the mm-hmm. that's the the best way though is that to I, have that option <laughs> that I chose it yeah because you, you say the mindset that I choose. Do mm. you actually believe that it's a conscious choice? Uh, well, I think what happened, I think you can choose it. I didn't choose it. Mm-hmm. I didn't choose it. So I have, yeah, that's interesting. I have a lot. Yeah. I, should you choose? I don't even know if you should choose them all. I, I don't know. I'd have to think about that. But I definitely found myself in one that's not like always helpful, but is also somewhat helpful. Like we talked mm-hmm. about the depression stuff. I think some of that part of me also is good you know some of those things that ended up with lack of confidence and yeah. those those kind of stories and stuff also got me somehow into good places you know well, also, and it yeah. can be like mm-hmm. leading you into a great place so let's say that you make it to whatever level that you make it to right yeah. what a great story is man didn't have a lot of confidence then you know, started doing this, developed more confidence and bomb, bomb, bomb. Mm. And it follows the same pattern of everybody who's succeeded in whatever they do. Mm. I mean, mm. it's very rare that you get somebody who is confident from the start and mm-hmm. finishes mm-hmm. with that same level of confidence, mm. right? I think you're or, right, yeah. you, you know, there, it's usually those struggles that 
propel mm-hmm. us upward, mm-hmm. you, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, and again, I think it's, you know, for me, when people say, because a lot of people tell me this, that I've got a pretty positive attitude. And um, one of the big reasons is I'm okay with corruption, levels of corruption, like right? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and a lot of people try to pretend like they're not, but then that creates so many problems for themselves mm-hmm. mentally, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and for me, I know where my lines of acceptable corruption are. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it gives you a lot of room to like appreciate your fuck ups and not beat yourself up over them. And you know, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned in the past couple years and you know, it was really like, um, it's one of those things that you, I don't know that I never really thought about, but I always knew. Mm. And that's that failure leads to success as long as you don't quit. Mm -hmm. Right. And so giving yourself some room to fuck up Mm. allows you to fail a fair amount and recover from it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So then you can fuck up and you can be like, you can laugh about it. You can say, God damn, man, I really fucked that shit up. Okay. Mm. How do I rectify it now? Let Mm. me figure out a way to rectify it. And Mm. even if I can't rectify it completely, the fact that I acknowledge Mm -hmm. that I fucked up at least Mm-hmm. helps yeah. me grow yeah. from that right because you you, you know that okay well mm-hmm. I got to change things next time I got to do things a little bit different yeah. and it to me then everything has an upward tick if mm-hmm. you look at it like that so you can always be like ah fuck okay mm-hmm. I'm going to get so, after it again yeah. I've been thinking about um, lately the idea that like we're all sinners right yeah. uh, it's another uh, you know, just the thing I've I've always thought was a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like I always thought some things about religion were like, ah, oh, how could that? How could you, you know, call people sinners? You know, oh, they're just wrong. They're evil. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but if you look at it, like sins missing the mark, and so there's some principle in let's say religions that have that kind of a conception that we're all sinners is saying that thing you're saying, like some corruption. We all have corruption. And so it's saying then that's that's okay because that's how we are, and I think um, for one, if you don't realize that, you become like a virtue warrior or whatever, mm-hmm. and then it's everybody else that has the fucking problems, right? Yeah, you know I mean, <laughs> you know. But you have all of them inside of you, and, you and have it's more. a and it's a it's it's a false view of right? the world. And I think that's what half of what's going on right now. Yeah, with I was all gonna that, say sounds I mean, pretty familiar. Yeah, now. right. I put it that way. Virtue warrior. That's pretty good. I never, <laughs> I never heard that before. But um, you know, they want to say, "Oh, you, you think wrong." I heard someone say that today. Mm-hmm. That they were talking about, like, I don't. It was like some video about like people who think differently, Democrats, Republicans. I don't remember the differentiation, mm-hmm. but two people that don't agree. And this one guy was talking about it, and he was like, no, they. You, if I were to make a video, I'd make one that would just let those people know how they're wrong. You know what I mean? And and so that type of view, you know, that the other person's wrong, the other person's bad, that view, that culture, that all that stuff, I think at the deepest level is an inacceptance of their own evil mm-hmm. or sin and people don't like those words but their own missing the mark their own wrongdoing their own it's that, just that deflecting stuff. it right exactly right? You're it's just, projecting yeah avoidance yeah uh-huh. i haven't heard um 
um, Mary Louise von Franz, this Jungian lady, she was like, priests have a really hard time with it mm-hmm. because they have to, I, you know, I bet you have a hard time. I mean, I would think martial arts instructors, that's a danger is to, is the, to put all the negative things on other people because you're supposed to be this like paragon of like well, goodness see, that's or whatever. What, yeah, yeah, that's what <laughs> like, um, I'm not. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying, because you got to deal I've with that I've seen that bit. for so long. Yeah. And... That's why I don't have people call me sensei, man. Uh-huh. It's like, yeah, that's a that's a responsibility that I don't want. I'm your fucking guide here. Mm-hmm. I'm providing mm-hmm. an environment mm-hmm. and I've got some knowledge that I can pass and, you know, um, share with you, but I'm learning from you a nice. lot. Yeah, yeah. But, but you see what I mean? How yeah, that's a danger. And, you know, like, here, here's yeah, yeah. the funny thing, because I was thinking about this of when, you know, to, to bring this in as just a thought that popped into my head a few minutes ago. And it's like, so I really admire the idea of a samurai. I yeah. love that dedication to yeah, being a so warrior yeah. and mm-hmm. being Peace, a like, scholar and, and a poet point centered. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it also, I'm like, yeah, but I'm a little bit more fucking corrupt than a samurai. Mm. I wouldn't be the samurai who there's is the Ronin. committing there's sebukai the, because uh, they're following one man who uh, fucking shame someone else i'd be like mm-hmm. yeah dude i'm, I'm kind of my own right. samurai well, that's kind of like you ever you see know? those you ever see those blind samurai movies uh you ever see those uh he know. was like kind of he was always getting chicks in hot tubs yeah see that's what and, i'm saying and he was <laughs> right. like you know what i mean so he was like a samurai but he had that like so you've got aspect. yeah you've got yeah. but i think when you do that mm. you know i i know that some people when they reach that enlightened state theoretically are at a probably a place where enjoyment of life doesn't even really factor into anything. You know what I'm saying? That's probably gone because they're above those human kind of hmm. petty okay. emotions. I don't know that that's something that, um, at least at my age right now, that I aspire to be. Hmm. I kind of like to be, you know, hmm. training all the time. I love the fact that I'm on the mat training and I've got jujitsu and working hard and, and being mm-hmm. physical and uh, doing that. I love that side of it. But, man, I don't want to be a fucking sensei. I don't want... When I was a sensei, people literally used to come into my office You're with their it, problems. Yeah. I literally had to tell people, no crying in my office. Literally, that was a policy. That was a school-known policy because it happened to me so many times. And it's like, well, wait a second. I'm fucking way more fucked up than... You think, right. <laughs> you know, because yeah. they were yeah, putting me on this. Yeah, but that's probably why, because you probably have more experience in... In being <laughs> in fucked <state>. up. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, why would... Why else would people... People would go to those they think that could help them. And so you know, you know what? Like, not to put this. Can I can I throw this in there? I don't want to put it on you, but there's a this other idea that's called the the wounded healer. Have you ever heard of that? So it's only someone who has like been fucked up themselves that yeah. can actually help someone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. That's kind but of see, you're that's, like, that's what that's pretty much fair, though, <laughs> yeah. right? But I haven't been that fucked up. I just I'm not saying that make about you. fucked up just... choices. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, knowing how to deal uh, with certain situations. So. <clears throat> well, again, though, this is where a lot of people where there's a disconnect, right? Because I can't empathize with somebody who's depressed. To me, it's like, well, I got fucking dogs, dude. I mean, 
I mean, that's I mean, good enough. You can say, you know, hey, I have dogs. You should try that. That's the thing, right? <laughs> I mean, I got jujitsu. I, I could tell them that, yeah, jujitsu is the baseline. If you got jujitsu, man, you always have a baseline. That doesn't mean it's going to prevent you from doing bad things or, or committing crimes or hurting yourself or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. um, hurting someone else. But if you got that as a baseline, you always got something to mm-hmm. yeah. To move off of, right? Yeah. yeah. But that's all I got, man. That's the only advice that I've got. Well, that's you know, cool. So you've, you've found a way to like, because I think you have to do that uh, in a lot of situations. You do if you're a sensei. <laughs> and, and I think even in other ways too, you have to like, because uh, it's like people want to put things on you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and you have to learn how to like dodge <laughs> so those things. This is what people would tell me. This was literally <laughs> uh, a response of mine. People would come in. Can I tell you something? And I would be like, no, I don't want that. <laughs> you can see you're try- I would say, <laughs> nope, I do not want that put on me because you're trying to unload that on me. And now I got to uh-huh. carry that burden of, okay, do I say something? And is this in confidence? And if it's in confidence, what if I slip and say something? Mm. Fuck that. I don't want any right. of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Disclaimer, yeah. disclaimer. Hey, whatever yeah. you tell me. Mm-hmm. I was got, yeah, I, I went through that a little bit at the spot. I worked at this, uh, it was like a youth center and I like they did like they have music studios and a few kids, um, you know, they're like high school age, uh, did like start to like, um, you know, talk to me in confidence or whatever, yeah. that kind of thing. And it all, it definitely made me uncomfortable because I was not like good at it. I felt bad about that. Sure. I wasn't good at just like listening. I felt if there was like anything I could do, I could just listen. That would be yeah. good. Um, but I had a hard time with it. Um, that's a hard and, thing too, though. Yeah, man, just mm-hmm. listening because it's really hard. I mean, that's why I think therapists what are so about fucked it up. Is hard. What do you mean, like just because you just take, you just take, uh-huh. and there's some guys I've I went, met a few I was, therapists that are yeah, all fucked up. Like, I was impressed with and, some of those people because they, some of those people that work there, like I was doing music. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, I'm like, let's make a beat. Let's, you know, what I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, and they would, you know, like help them get off a of heroin and shit. Sure, you know what I mean. But and, I think and, that that's cool mm. if there's a solution somewhere in there. Like mm. this is this is one of the big problems with men and women's communication, right? And mm. you know, I don't know how you are on this level, but a lot of times women just want someone to listen. And guys yeah. a lot of time the program to try to figure it out I, and fix I find it. My, I do right? that all the time and with my girlfriend. I, I've literally had <laughs> like, to do say this. this. Do this. I, I can't even stop doing it. Because, yeah. I've literally had to say, well, I mean, isn't there better people to talk to than me about this? Because, man, hmm. I, I get it, but you're just kind of dumping that my way and there's no real solution that we want to have. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm well, more how much of it? Driven. How much of it is... Like just going over some line, like, because don't you want, especially with your like partner mm-hmm. and your friends, to be able to like, yo man, do this crazy thing happens, nuts man, yeah, like oh I fucked up my knee, that suck, <laughs> you know what I mean, like whatever. I mean I don't do that, but yeah. like uh, you know what I'm saying, like something happened and you just want to tell the story, and I do think that negative things are funnier mm-hmm. than like positive things, you know yeah. what I mean. So as far as like talking to people, but there's some point when you go over some line and it starts to be like bitch or you start to be like you know too like hung up on something mm-hmm. that's when it's a problem you know yeah, what i mean like for sure so at some point or, it's or like there's when there's line. right i mean but again mm-hmm. there's also i see this happen all the time where 
it's like, I'm not saying this has happened to me because Aaron has always been pretty fucking cool and laid back. But I, but in close personal relationship, you know, friends of mine and stuff, um, where it, sometimes it just becomes a burden of right. listening. And yeah. it's like, I get it. I understand that. But dudes aren't that great at listening. And well, so... You know, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not disagreeing <laughs> with you, but I'm just well, saying I, yeah, that sure. I, myself, when people talk to me, uh-huh. I don't know how to listen because... I feel just uncomfortable do. just sitting there and not talk. Like, I don't want to sit there and hear you just dump all of your problems on me if I can't do anything about it. See, so, but you're not a normal chick. You're a jiu-jitsu chick. No, this is how... Well, okay. Uh, what well, we have to define a jiu-jitsu thing well. here. Is it only after I started doing jiu-jitsu? Or was I think it like... jiu-jitsu was in you because you've taken to it, again... You've taken to it like, not like somebody who's the casual fucking person who gets into jujitsu. And so, yeah, I think it was one of those answers for you that you needed that was like, oh, I've always been this. I just finally found what projects it mm-hmm. and brings it out. Yeah. You know? Because, I mean, when I'm telling people things, I don't want them to necessarily just sit there and be quiet. I want to hear what they think. I want to hear what they have yeah, to say I, I about think it because I want of, that yeah. extra perspective. I think it might be just like how you do those things, yeah. like how you tell it. Like, yeah, you know I think I mean? like, sometimes people uh, get offended. I, and this is where I have conflicted feelings about how women say or people say, I just want you to listen. It's. I wonder if it's because we don't like being exposed in like a negative way so like oh you have a good solution or you brought up a good point why didn't i think about that and so we get stuck in our own even so we don't want people to solve it because we don't want to say oh you are better than me at solving i I don't know i feel like there's a lot of now i don't think this is exclusively a a woman's thing because i think the modern male is very feminine okay (laughs) but that whole (laughs) that whole fucking when it's a lot of times when people just want you to listen, there's not even really a desire for a solution. It's just, that's what I'm saying. When it's just mm-hmm. out there, mm-hmm. it's like, I get that. I know people just want to put it out there. I understand that again. Maybe that's their way of understanding what's happening and like process or, or just getting stuff out of them. Just, you got to mm-hmm. get it. I get it out, punching bags, grappling with people, mountain biking. But wouldn't you say that helps you process it? Absolutely, or discard yeah. it completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you got to get it out. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times what you have and why it's the the woman clink, clink, clink that we're talking about is because traditionally the woman was at home. Traditionally, the woman was with the kids kind of doing that and the man was out. You know, And I think that's where this um, kind of stereotype stemmed from. So she needs someone to talk to. So that's all... Right, because she's stuck with kids all right. day. Right. Mm. You, you know what I'm but saying? Back in the day, it used to be like a bunch of girl, women like and watching maybe, kids together. Right? <laughs> maybe, yeah. huh? Like things used to but be. anyway, that whole mm. thing without a mm. solution, I think, mm. becomes you're just trying to get it out. And in my opinion, that would work better amongst people who think of that same manner. So let's say it's a, a feminine dude. We'll call one of your 
feminine dude friends. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if I had an effeminate dude friend who called me and just wanted to dump that on me, uh, I would be upset, which happened to me at the beginning of COVID. And someone just yeah. called me just I'm crying about, that, yeah. about let's, let's talk about with no solution. Their dog was like. peeing on their carpet and they right. called me crying, right? So, like, so how did they call you it. crying? Because, sorry, what? Why? So <laughs> they got this new place, right? And they have this blind, deaf dog that is old, and so he was peeing on a carpet. But he's this little, teeny, decrepit dog. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, I mean, the to me, the solution was so easy that the person didn't want a solution. It's like. You could easily buy one of those little puppy corrals and corral them there with some pee pads down. Problem solved, man. Mm-hmm. It's there yeah. you go. Why right? do you think people want to talk about it? Is it just to feel uh, somewhat like to have empathy? Because if I want you to listen, that means I don't want to hear anything contrasting, right? So I want you to know what I what I'm going through. So I'm looking for empathy. I'm looking for somebody to agree with how i'm feeling <laughs> maybe maybe i don't know maybe I'm that's to what think they were why why do we do that why, i don't know maybe why that's is that something we seek yeah so I don't, i'm having a hard time getting it because i would never put my shit on other people but let's what say does putting your shit on other people look like then you never go to people and talk about so if i get if i get together no, with i've known him for like <laughs> five or six years now it's <laughs> like getting him to fucking even speak talk. is <laughs> you know Huh. Um, yeah, so that's there too. But when I do like hang with a friend, we'll talk about stuff like what's going on, and I'll say things. See, what I mean, like about my life, and some things are, you know, I just won't phrase them in a way that's like baiting for. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not, I'm not whining. I'm not bitching. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I would never put that stuff on other people. You know, like I can be like, oh, my dad has dementia. And then make a joke about it, you know, and the other person knows that it's hard for me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But I don't have to sit there and like be like, oh, I miss my dad, you know. Overexplain or, it. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like you can say things in such a way that you are getting it out, mm-hmm. but it's still cool. And we're having a con. The other thing is it's, you know, you, you should, well, should, but maybe you, you want to be having conversations with people, mm-hmm. not just talking. Right. <laughs> right. So. I don't know. There's, it is interesting because there's all those, you know, I think some of that is, um, what's that word? Uh, um, tact, mm-hmm. right? Like how you, you know, how much you share. When someone says, what's up, do they really want to be like, oh, I was just, I was I on the computer questions. and then <laughs> I couldn't get the Amazon the p- password talk. to work. You know what I mean? Like you don't say that shit. Yeah, yeah. You don't. Small talk right. sucks. Uh, and there's a time when people do want you to share a little bit more. Right. You know what I mean? And there's time, you know, so you got to like learn when those situations are. And so this is just the way I'm thinking about it as I'm listening is the problem is when people don't know that etiquette well enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Maybe the girlfriend thing is different because because that thing is different. The girlfriend, the spouse, the mom, Uh you know, that thing is a little different. Like with my girl, I was thinking like she's um, she's pretty well balanced, let's say Mm -hmm. feminine, masculine. Right super logical you know smart as fuck but also really emotional yeah um and so what happens is she'll have something going on 
and she wa- she she's just talking about it. And then when I insert a solution, it sounds like I'm judging her. Yeah. You know, I'm like, well, you know, do this more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I may be judging her too sometimes. Um, and, you know, it's... Well, are you judging her ability to do it? Or are you just like, judging the you know, like saying, situation. hey, well, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Both, maybe. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, you know... Depends on my mood, maybe, yeah. you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know what I'm saying? So like, just to be okay, cause life's tough yeah. and things are always going on with us. And maybe sometimes, you know, you just don't need to say anything. It's right. like, yeah, that sucks. You know, I don't, and then to judge when is right to yeah. say something and when not, I don't know. See, the, that's the, what, the that's what I'm saying. So right. it's funny. Cause I had, I would always talk shit to the <laughs> girls here, just asking questions and just saying, you know, like that's the funny thing is that for a lot of women, obviously this doesn't apply to you, right? But (laughs) there's all of those things about listening. It's like, well, wait a second, is this the time for me to say something or not say something? And is it the time for me to say something relatively short or do I need to get into this deeply? And and this is what's funny that I find at least with um, my brain, right, as a guy, is that I don't really ever think when I say something of how that person is perceiving it like you know what i'm saying in my mind it's not like well did they mean it that way mm-hmm. they say it that you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and that's what i think is funny you know observing couples a lot and, and yeah, things right. of that nature <laughs> is that you see that going on where all of a sudden even if you say what you're saying because there's just this funny yeah. ironic that the creator whoever the creator whatever it was uh-huh. decided oh i'm gonna fuck with men and women <laughs> and i'm gonna make it yeah. so that they yeah. think about things completely different huh. yeah. you, you know what i'm saying so then it adds yeah. all those elements that it's like right. yeah that's that's where when i've had to use it in the past i'm just like well don't you think there's better people to talk to than me right about this mm-hmm. you know because right. then it's kind of like it's not you're deflecting it it's just mm-hmm. like right this and, is the way that right. i know how to respond unless right. you tell me how you want me to respond right right then you know my <laughs> response mechanism is what i know i don't what do you know think about to... people doing that to just share and involve you make you part of their life i think that that's great i, I think it's again like, hey look this has been happening but then again it, but then it's, it's like... like dialogue right yeah. it's not just getting it out right yeah. how's that right yeah, yeah. So how did that go from like smoking weed to taking on challenges? Maybe that's it. Taking on the challenges of spousal or relationships. (laughs) (laughs) Always solving everything. I don't know, but whenever I smoke weed and I'm working out, I always feel like I can push a little harder. Yeah. It's like Mm. I don't, my, uh, my brain doesn't get in the way and say like oh you're so tired right now you gotta quit you gotta <laughs> yeah that's when I'm high that doesn't happen that's yeah. kill the like inner pussy right. man huh, okay push yeah. that yeah. inner pussy out of the yeah. way the guy who's saying you know oh you're tired you're tired huh. that's the little feminine guy inside of you that's <laughs> like you know it's okay to quit <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah for me it like puts me in the moment so like i I don't feel like it uh, it gives me the ability to like work harder necessarily but i'm just so in the moment that i'm not it's not a question of um quitting or 
you know but uh, you know honestly when i'm at home working out sometimes being stoned it's because i like listen to stuff too you know what i mean i'll like have a podcast on or whatever and sometimes i'll get stoned and i'll get a little like zoned in on the mm-hmm. podcast like between rant you know whatever you know i'm like oh yeah. i'm taking like three minutes rather than 30 seconds you know what i mean because you're listening or else you're fucking with right. it rewinding it yeah, or, yeah 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 but i mean i i think that's another thing about being around people that really helps everybody like be more structured when you're around mm-hmm. someone else it's like we all have to agree on some stuff so that helps us like the alignment we need with each other helps each one of us like you know not do that kind of stuff yeah know, to get distracted yeah so do you guys do anything oh like backpacking high we've done yeah. that rafting is badass. <laughs> like man some of the hardest rivers um that I've ran, well, all the rivers that I've ran, but um, Pine Creek, man, we got so high before that, and that is such a hairball fucking rapid. And Gore Canyon, when we were going down Gore Canyon, like, literally, I felt my whole body, you know, that adrenaline that you get before something happens, like, literally, I was like, fucking, you know, because I'm right in the front of the boat, Mm. I always like to be in that front um, left side. You know, I don't know if it would be the same not being high because being high, like I can get into so many different places. You know what I'm saying? I could be real scared for a moment, then I can be really fucking focused for a moment. So what do you, what would be the difference? What would you be like if you're sober, you think? Maybe too serious. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Because then there's always that factor. You got to be serious, right? Um, Because it's legit. You know, you're in a team and you're in a team you're responsible for your role huh. um right so and so you can't yourself. be right. fucking zoned out right um but you know and it's always risky when you're doing that kind of stuff you know there, there's a lot of danger to it but if you're so serious about it it's like mm-hmm. you know you take out mm-hmm. some of the coolness mm-hmm. it's like of being too rigid yeah it, mm-hmm. again it's like the samurai like you know what I'm saying in the regards that are they really enjoying their life because they're so fucking serious, you know, <clears throat> I don't know. That could just be your, your view. That, of well, that's what I'm whatever. saying. Yeah. Right. My mentality. I, I would is. imagine like a bunch of old guys, like joking around, you <laughs> right. know what I mean? like, you know, over sake or whatever. Well, but, this is what my friend you know. Christoph told me. Christoph hmm. is this really unique, um, Kung Fu and Tai Chi practitioner. And he's legit, man. He's this big dude. He's really good. He was a kickboxing champ. Um, But I was asking him, this was way back in the day, and I didn't know that, you know, like he was this massive stoner that he was, Mm. right? We would always smoke together. But I was like, you know, because he's telling me about all these Chinese masters that he knows, right? And so you have this vision of these Chinese masters built up in your head. And he's like, no, man, these guys are always fucking drinking, chasing women, smoking weed. He's like, what you think about them? is mm-hmm. completely the opposite. Yeah, it's an idealized yeah. view. And yeah. I think a lot of that is that, you know, when I say young sensei, um, it doesn't necessarily have to be like a, a physically young person, but, you know, that person who's trying to command respect mm. rather than respect just being 
naturally afforded to them. Right. And I think the older person with wisdom mm, maybe that. sees that a little yeah. bit more and is like, right. you know, enjoying the respect being mm-hmm. given right. versus the fucking yeah. lameness you know, I saw of this demanding it. Because of the knee, I looked up some like workout videos and stuff. And there's one like young guy he did some videos and he's got to be right out of college or something. And, yep. and I'm like, why am I going to listen to this dude? And and then he's standing right in front of his degrees. Uh-huh. Like, like literally like if they're on this wall, he's just like inches away. Right. You know what I mean, that's his whole thing, his background. So he's trying to like, be like, I should be, I should have respect. Yeah. But he's like a young guy. And even though he might know some stuff, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, you're like, yeah, you're example. 28. <laughs> right. He's like, oh no, but, but look, I have, <laughs> I have these. <laughs> yeah. funny shit so if you guys like what do you see as being if you were going to do something that at least for you in your mind is the most challenging thing what would that be physically i'm talking like a a physical activity as opposed to a mentally Mm. challenging thing could be both though but it's got to be physical for me is probably like rock climbing like intense rock climbing yeah because of heights Uh, heights just fear of falling i don't know Mm -hmm. i just feel not comfortable in that environment hell no yeah (laughs) me neither that's one of those ones that that you got a question if you want to do right i watched that that alex holland Mm. is that that dude the free free, honald the free i'm good actually um, and man, I was sweating that last 15 minutes when he climbs that thing. I was fucking sweating, man. El Capitan. It's so intense. I didn't watch it. I uh, just saw like clips oh my God. of I guess, crazy. stuff. Um, like maybe recently he got hurt or something. Okay. Yeah, I um, thought I thought something like that happened. He, he got hurt on that one too, like early on. Oh, did the, he? In the, yeah, he, he broke something in his leg. He fell like 30 feet. Something like that. So uh, decent fall, right? And he was able to rehab himself so he could do that thing in yeah. not that much time. So, but with thirty the challenge, feet, right? That 30, was lucky yeah. that that was the yeah. point that he fell at. Exactly. That thing's two thousand, three thousand. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how it's something like that. And it's that just total yeah. rock face. Yeah. And so yeah. there was like a couple parts that were you have to like it's like a a dance you have to memorize. You're like this rock. Then lean on this, and then put my foot over here. There was a couple of things that were like nutty, like and what he had to do. And the timing of stuff as uh-huh. well. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, so that, that would be hard for me too. Would would it would it? So my right. <laughs> would would it be challenging because you're like afraid of it? Because that's my first thought. Like I, well, I, I mean, mean, okay. Fear, right? It's mm-hmm. always the unknown that we don't know what to mm-hmm. do about it, even if it's mm-hmm. not a full out, full blown like panic attack. You're right. still worried. Because I would be afraid of rock climbing. I would be afraid of all those things. I would be afraid of a fight to like mm-hmm. lock a cage with a dude. I'd be afraid of that. I'd be afraid to do a marathon. I think that's yeah. the fun part of it, though, is uh, the fear. Mm-hmm. I, at does least that, for does me, that mean that it's a challenge for me, though? You know, that I feel that way. Is that yeah? I think so that, that I think right. that that yeah. should be part of it. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that, um, would you consider it a challenge? Right. Nice. Yeah, 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 I don't think I would, right, yeah. So I definitely think that component, and mm-hmm. and again, this is what I think about, is how many people don't do things like that because they've never been taught that it's okay to feel that way. 
You, you know what I'm saying? They've been taught that it's okay to feel that way, but stay that way. That's mm. that lame new mm -hmm. feminine male, mm. right? Uh, lived what experience. they haven't been <laughs> taught is it's okay to feel that way, but now we got to do something to change that. Mm. And these are some tools in which, you know, you go about and you face that fear and anxiety and you figure out a way to coexist with it during that point. I think then the next level of that is then enjoying that fear. I mean, for me, when I look at the fear, when I can find myself in like, oh man, you're afraid, but then you can get back mm -hmm. to that beacon, right? Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. place, that baseline. I bet it helps you get there even. Yeah, absolutely. It's like right. you get to see it and you You'll, can navigate you, right. to it. Because you could die, because you mm -hmm. could fall off the cliff, you are now more in the moment. That's what I thought mm -hmm. about that Holland guy. But then you He's can more get in the back moment there and enjoy anybody. the process though, right? Okay. Because mm -hmm. now you can get back and you can mm -hmm. enjoy the process of fear. Fear can yeah. be fun, right? I mean, right. it's that's why people to like go to roller coasters right. and watch right. horror movies. Right. And, yeah, uh -huh. and so you control that, mm. and all of a sudden, man, you got a fucking superpower. That's you know what I tell people, you know, because a lot of times people tell me I've been told that um, I'm emotionally vacant and shit like that, and it's like a shell. That's not the truth. the The truth is, I've been. A student of trying to maintain composure for a very long time I mean that was taught to me like in my first couple martial arts classes I had this like dude who was so strict and we were doing shit like my first test I had to sit in a horse stance that was a low horse stance for five fucking minutes and your hands were out in this like diamond shape and you couldn't look because it was a panel of judges you couldn't look at anybody. You couldn't look up the clock. The clock was right in front of you. And so you couldn't raise up. Now, I don't know, because that was a hard fucking test. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't I know it would be if, if people passed to. it. Look at the clock? Yeah. <laughs> Make it Other harder. Because it would take you out of the moment. Well, that's what they were saying. They, yeah. they put them right there for you to do that. That was the yeah. exact test. You know, don't look at the clock. Don't look at anything. You got to look through everything, right? Okay. Um, hmm. I don't know where I was going with that hard fucking. Mm. I so we're talking about composure. like composure, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. so those that's exactly what they were doing with that is teaching you how to be composed at that period of time. So in your mind, I mean, literally, my legs out. were screaming, yeah. Two and then you're like, "Oh shit! Oh, yeah. Did I make high time? Did I look? Uh -huh. Did I did my <laughs> eyes move? You know what I'm right. saying? You're like going, going through, through all of that, but your body yeah. is just." Yeah. relaxed and so another instructor that I had yeah. we'd walk into class and you had to meditate for 10 minutes okay yeah. if you moved you're out of class yeah. he's like you're not ready no. to train today that's like the, and, some of those Buddhist places they have like they'll, they'll hit you yeah dude fall asleep this guy <laughs> was legit this old school and then at the end of class we had to spin for 15 fucking minutes okay right interesting Jesus. Sufi. So you walk out of there and you're spun, right? Mm. At least the first few times. Mm. But he's looking for composure. And if you walked out all dizzy and shit, come up to you and say, oh, you're not ready. You know, you're going to have to <laughs> come back, you know, like in next week or whatever. Okay, because this is a test. This like is a, a test okay, it, yeah. all the fucking time. But mm. again, what they were looking for was just your composure. Mm. I didn't recognize that till later on mm. down the road. It sounds Training like... Training with uh, military units. There, mm. It was that way. A lot of it was... They just want to see how you carry yourself under stress, right? Mm -hmm. And everybody knows you're screaming inside. 
It's just right. how do you put a lid on it? How do you fucking yeah, yeah. tap it? Right? It reminds you know? me of. Uh, well, otherwise, you can't navigate it, right? I, yeah. Because then it's just. Because then you just go. Over. There's too yeah. much of it. Mm-hmm. So if your physical self is calm, then you got an anchor point of getting back to you because your body's not going to just go apeshit crazy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, some people's locked down. Yeah. Have you ever seen that or have you guys ever experienced that being so no, like, I've seen scared it. or yeah. anything uh, like that where your body just shuts down for mm, a second? Mm, shock and or you could yeah. be puking and like things like that. In right. basic training, um, we had the it was in Georgia and man, we had this fucking hot day for basic training for the obstacle course. Mm. And um what they did was at the end of the obstacle course, so the obstacle course was like a mile, mile and a half, something like that, but you got to sprint through it. There's all of these, mm-hmm. you know, obstacles. And at the end, there's what's called Tanglefoot um, wire. It's uh, Constantina wire that's laid across low and you got to crawl under it, right? Oh, yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of simulating. Seen that in the movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like you see it on beach heads, <laughs> on beaches and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. But they filled the tracks with water, right? Mm. Ice cold water and you're coming mm. and you hit it fast, man. And when I mm. hit it, it's like I couldn't move. Mm. Like, like it froze literally your muscles. Yeah, yeah, everything just for a few seconds where mm. you're like yeah. no control. <laughs> it was yeah. it was fucking crazy yeah. that feeling. But it's mm. like a that's shock. a that's a feeling that people will get when they get so scared that yeah. they'll just you know, there's that, you know, mm. fight flight freeze kind of thing where they'll just lock up i definitely freeze for a couple seconds like my dad and my cousin used to pull pranks on me all the time with like scary masks and stuff (laughs) like that they'd start chasing me but the initial impact was always freeze Freeze. and then you know yeah i wonder if that's changed out of you right now you know i wonder if you've trained a little bit of that out I think even just bringing your hands into a usable position, you know, gets you out of the uh, freeze mode. Mm, Out of freeze mode. Like Uh, freezing in that motion. Yeah. (laughs) But you don't want to just fight either, right? You don't want to just swing. Well, see, I think you want like a tiny moment. I think what you've got to develop is default aggressiveness first, right? And so once you get the ability to be aggressive as fuck, because like, let's say this is what I think. This should be your first step. Let's say your buddy, you know, knows that you're doing fucking martial arts or whatever, jujitsu, and comes up behind you and slaps a choke on and you fucking hip toss him, put him on the ground and get on top of him before he even fucking knows it. That should definitely be known. You know what I'm saying? That should be ingrained before you're able to cap it and be I, so I aware that, that you might take a second yeah that you know sense. you stop the sense. choke before it even happens uh, and assesses it the reminds situation. me of like you know you see those shows where like people jump out at people uh-huh. and that some people just punch yeah. that's the immediate reaction it's just bam yeah. like so some dude's dressed up yeah. and just like gets knocked out <laughs> <Yeah>. you know <laughs> like some people do have that immediate that's like one of the know? like um you know training with daryl like mm. one of his like strengths is mm-hmm. that like his he has that his so. first response is to fucking hit you <laughs> like uh nick was telling me um he saw daryl gassing up right and he was okay. you know he he like was at the same gas station or whatever mm-hmm. and parked his car and ran over and jumped in his car and he's like i'll take this 
And he's like, within a fucking millisecond, Daryl's about ready to punch him in the face, you know, <laughs> without even, right. he's like, really no, 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 it's me. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. That's a reaction. That's, uh-huh. yeah, for sure. I think mine you probably. You should be able to control mm-hmm. that, right, though? Well. To a certain degree. You want to have that first. Then you develop the well, control like the off of it. it's like peaceful warrior, right? Ooh, I don't know if I believe in the peaceful warrior. <laughs> We're going to be fighting here. No, no. Based on the things that we've talked about, we've said, well, you can't be a peaceful warrior if you haven't been a warrior. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So. Correct. I think that. That's what I was referring to. Right. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. whole quote we've got about only a warrior chooses pacifism. Everyone else is condemned, <laughs> is condemned to it. To it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. That's cool. That's the first response. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, because you don't want to. Yeah, because because of surprise attacks. Like, that's why. Right? Well, that's what they taught Cause, us in. Because you can't always think. Mm-hmm. Right. Timing. Mm-hmm. In basic yeah. training in the army, it was mm-hmm. to make you aggressive and mean. That was mm-hmm. the whole process of that. I mean, at least back later. when I was in, you know, mm-hmm. they they've since changed it and made it longer so that you're proficient with uh the skills that they're teaching you, right? They're teaching you some basic skills and you come out proficient. When I was through, I wouldn't say we came out with, you know, exposure to it, but not proficiency. Um, but we came out tougher mm-hmm. and, and, you know, it's kind of in shape of the other thing, right? Tougher in shape. You, yeah. You get that impact training or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Just getting used to, to that kind yeah, of yeah, just intensity. to being aggressive and yeah, mean and then and you get used to the intensity and being tired and being cold, right? Right, you get used to all that stuff. First. And then when that you got is, to the unit, uh, yeah. they would train you, mm-hmm. right? That was kind of the the model. Nowadays, hmm. I'm not sure. I mean, you know, our military is definitely the most effective it's ever been as far as um, the. Uh, abilities of these guys Mm -hmm. because they've got the technology behind them and the ones that are tough are fucking tough man Mm -hmm. but i think what they're finding is that their pool to draw from in you know the population has shrunk substantially you think that's just because people are like more well off no it goes back to this whole fucking feminine male what what if it's like um everybody there's like no reason to adventure adventure yeah i mean think that was like the number one yeah that's i mean that's something Mm -hmm. that a lot of just alpha male kids want to do i Mm -hmm. mean we grew up playing army Mm -hmm. right i saw a funny meme that said mm -hmm. nobody ever grew up playing navy (laughs) 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 but anyway right you so we used to shoot each other with bb guns you you know what i'm saying those Mm -hmm. are kind of kid things Mm -hmm. that have changed for right. a lot of reasons and i'm not saying okay, they're, so, they're good yeah, or bad or right. i'm saying they're bad uh-huh. i really am but <laughs> yeah i was trying to be pc for right. a second so so you think it's our culture has become somehow less whatever would inspire dudes yeah like what we talked about you know military. with the tos- toxic masculinity well, what about how much of it is like lack of oh, but you're saying that there is no real patriotism in, in it it's not really about like good guys versus bad guys it's more about just the adventure i mean uh, for me that's what it was like i mm-hmm. never really thought about that and but i don't that, know anybody who i can't say that i knew a couple guys who were, were like the all-american kids or you know that, that were there that, that thought that yeah. way 
But most people were there for adventure. Most people were there because they wanted to be tough or because they didn't have anything else to do, right? And that was a way to get to college or a way to have Mm -hmm. some level of experience. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, that adventure and wanting to be tough is something that a lot of us could align with that Mm -hmm. were there. You know, Mm -hmm. it was, I mean, shit. Every kid wanted to fucking... Mm -hmm go to war, right? You were playing war all the time. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm just talking from my experiences. I did too. Yeah. So I was more playing like Spider-Man and shit. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was still beating people up yeah. like with my, you know, but yeah, <laughs> no, I, I did that too. I was, you know, and I loved shooting at uh-huh. a young age. I, I loved bow and arrows. I loved, you know, like target shooting. I really liked that. I fantasized about being a sniper. Yeah. Right? That was like, something i would do i would play sniper sneak up on people and shit yeah you know what i mean so sneak up and shoot I, I definitely resonate with that and i loved kung fu for me like i wanted adventure uh-huh. you know and i i went looking for it but it was different you know i would never thought about the military i think i think i um you know i had that thing in me of like not wanting to like conform Mm, yeah okay that, that too yeah that too for sure because that's at uh, least that's what i see in you like yeah. what you've told me about uh-huh, yeah. your kind of childhood yeah, is that true. that would be the the big thing and you know that's the funny thing in the military like there was a lot of bullshit in the regular army that i did not like um yeah. but man at least in the unit that i was in and the um platoon all the way down to the fucking squad and team we were like the animal house of the fucking army. You know what I'm saying? Like we partied and mm-hmm. were just unruly in some regards, undisciplined. Um, yeah. But you said you guys were like badass, did but, shit but well. Yeah, but we did. Also, we did stuff well mm-hmm. out in the field. You know, mm-hmm. we did our jobs well, but there was a lot of reasons to be undisciplined. You wanted soldiers that were kind of like that. You know, you wanted them that would go against the grain and kind mm-hmm. of think for themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting. So, you know, I think with people, they, they have this impression, at least of the Army. I, I think the Marines are a lot more disciplined in the regards of the way that their structure is and, and what they are allowed to do and how they're allowed to act and um, conduct themselves. But I think there's a lot of freedom, like what we talked about. You know, that discipline gives you mm-hmm. a lot of freedom to do some really challenging shit, some cool shit. And again, you just don't see a lot of kids with that kind of interest that want to get in there and be like, man, that's fucking cool just for the fucking sake of being cool. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, playing with guns is cool. Mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of moms out there who think that's ridiculous. Um, My uh, nephew's grandma, Mm -hmm. she asked me, like, why I joined the military. And there was no answer that she could even comprehend like that would to be, say that mm. you want adventure but it's like then but why does it have to be with guns and mm-hmm. killing people and it's like mm-hmm. but there's an adventure with that you don't necessarily go out to kill somebody right. you know i don't even know if that was ever a thought in my mind as a young kid to mm-hmm. understand what that meant but it's the adventure of it like just mm-hmm. walking through the streets in africa with a team with fucking weapons and mm-hmm. i mean it was cool as fuck you're legitimately playing real army and um hmm. you know 
I think we miss that. I think it goes back to that, you know, topic of discussion. Toxic masculinity has been, you know, put out there so much that any masculinity is really becoming something that's frowned upon and it takes us back to the current topic that we had and that's taking on challenges and I think you see people not taking on challenges in a manner that um, they should be right I think I think we should be comfortable taking on challenges and want to take on new challenges and um, you know if you're an adult Maybe you try them high. <laughs> See if they can get a different <laughs> perspective on taking on those challenges. Yeah, yeah. I recommend it. Hmm. Nice. Well, maybe it's been about an hour and a half. That's one. I didn't set a timer this time. Oh, mm-hmm. that's one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Any, like, final thoughts? or Final thoughts? What do you got? Come on. Talk to us. <laughs> no, no final thoughts. <laughs> I'm just trying to think about adventure and how I don't know it sounds like adventure is a masculine or wanting adventure is a masculine trait I think so I think that you would say that that's a more um, masculine Mm. side of the you know the aisle I would say like homesteading would be a little bit more on the feminine side right but that doesn't mean like like heroes tend, like if you look at stories, like mm-hmm. heroes tend to be dudes. But that doesn't mean that a woman can't have those qualities. Correct. I right? think a woman, I think yeah. a lot of women have those qualities. I mean, right. that's what I'm saying. I think that we all have some mm-hmm. of those qualities. So, it's yeah. just so those stories tend to be, they're not always, you know, there are female heroes too that end up in crazy adventures, you know. So it's not like exclusively like a masculine thing. Um, but but those are but when be, you look right. at those women, mm-hmm. they're typically more masculine as far as women. I'm not um, saying I'm physically thinking, looking. I'm thinking more. I'm yeah. saying on their assertiveness, mm-hmm. on their. I was thinking more like know, a symbolic level, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. An actual. So you're thinking mm-hmm. like actual, like adventuring, like Jane Goodall spending time with the chimps, or like you know yeah. Joan of Arc or something, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Uh-huh. Yeah, you would have like mm-hmm. a more assertive, mm-hmm. more. Um, I think independent. That's interesting. I mean, not like I don't want to get like sidetracked, but that is interesting that a lot of, you know, like the thinkers, the like famous female thinkers, are often pretty masculine. Mm-hmm. Um, not always, but um, I yeah. don't know. I feel like to take care of a bunch of kids, you have to be pretty assertive. So sure, I I think so, but like, I think it's in a I think it's in a different manner because, again, that's an assertiveness that you are in control of you know you're you're in the security and not venturing out of that security right you're in the nest doing that so to me, i think to it's me, yeah okay oh, I, I think it's yeah. a just a different hmm. mindset there well, a different perspective I, I think it's we all should always or i think we're having a hard time again distinguishing between men and women and then i think it's really a symbolic thing Yes, that for sure. feminine and masculine is referring to, and for the sure. masculine side at the base level, like talk like yin yang and all that, is like the active principle, and so active is assertive, maybe, right? Yeah, so and I'm so just when to, so I'm just yeah, yeah, questioning yeah. why, like, mm. how did that come about? Why is mm. because there's different ways to be assertive. So and why I, and is I think that you're right. I think you're right. I think when a, sure. I think I'm just I think when a mom is assertive, they are. 
enacting that yang quality mm -hmm. of the of the duality or whatever you know and the feminine is the receptive right mm -hmm. so those are two ways to be and you got to be receptive to kids you got to be assertive with kids so in reality we all do both sure you know and and i think that's where we get confused maybe and 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 those lines are blurry so it's hard to tell and i think we should be asking those questions because well i think there's going to yeah. be like always levels of it right mm -hmm. and so if you look at assertive mm -hmm. let's say that you know super meek feminine you know female mm. is over here who's been mm -hmm. sheltered her whole life she's the baseline for that mm. assertive and then assertive male let's say is kind of like the donald trump-esque you know okay. high roller businessman Make who's out happen. there yeah, going yeah. and making things happen yeah. okay mm -hmm. let's say those are the two ends of it well you can be anywhere in that but as you get to that midline we're going to mm -hmm. say okay that's going to be more male so you're going to be more assertive on those types of things that venture closer and closer and closer to that and the closer you get to that it's going to be more male and i believe the more that you have of that let's say in assertiveness you're going to have it in other male qualities. Mm -hmm. It's not going to just be, oh, well, she's a real assertive female, but then she's a female, mm -hmm. what we consider feminine qualities in every single other quality. I think you're going to see more trends that a woman who crosses this line is going to have way more of those qualities, right? That, mm -hmm. again, you see a lot of those kind of the newer females, right, that aren't as good with the kids as the husband is. Okay, it's because they've developed these other traits, right? They've developed these more male qualities that maybe they're out mm -hmm. on the job more. Maybe they're more aggressive in their mm -hmm. you know, career pursuit or whatever. And so that pushes them into that more male side. It doesn't mean that they're going to, mm -hmm. like, again, physically become males. It's just saying they develop more of those qualities mm -hmm. and, I think and it would, those trends. I think, it, I think you're right. And that's a, maybe a good way to think of it. I w I'll maybe just adjust what the ends are. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think some of your words were good, but meek tends to have, like, a negative perspective. Sure. What if it was – I, so I think what's going on, too, not to keep bringing it back to this, but that symbolic aspect, I think the feminine – qualities are harder to put your finger on right because it maybe refers more like the male's sure. like consciousness sure. and the oh. feminine's like the unconscious as one aspect yeah. so it's like dark women are way more complicated and the more feminine you are the more complicated that's interesting you are. so and but, it's not yeah, yeah. a bad thing yeah, yeah, right yeah, it's, that, that's cool it's I a like very that. you know when we talk about jujitsu yeah. it's like look at how many more tools and assets and just things that you guys have at mm. your disposal mm. the hard thing for you guys is to get them to work. Mm -hmm. But once you get them to work, that's what all the guys are aspiring towards anyway, mm -hmm. right? Who stick with it and really yeah. learn jujitsu. They all go back to hmm. super technical, efficiency, hmm. timing. Mm -hmm. And for you to be good, that's what you got to develop from the get-go. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you'll just be pretend good. You know what I'm saying? You'll be good against girls, but you won't be good against guys. But if you develop that, mm -hmm. you're gonna be good. It's yeah, because I would say I would say even like creativity is the feminine mm -hmm. aspect of it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and what a hugely important would, thing that is. And absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I think it's we're all trying to put together what this means. You know, what is masculine? What's feminine? What's a what's a good symbol for a man? What's a good symbol for a woman? And entrepreneurs yeah. are mm -hmm. inherently more creative. 
Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So and that's a feminine quality. So yeah. they have the assertiveness to get the business going, but the you know the masculineness, yeah. but also the creativity. Yeah. So. So it kind of it it kind of spikes in different, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Good shit. How did we get on that one? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right on. All right. Cool. All right. That's good. All right.